right, let's get started. I'm going to go ahead and start with the introductions. Ladies and gentlemen on the various streams, welcome to the Super Friendos Fleet Carrier Beta 2 uh, Round 1 stream. Um, this is happening on today, the, just looking real quick, 16th, uh, Saturday the 16th of May. So if you hear this in the future, and for example, oh, I don't know, on Tuesday, Frontier were to drop another round of changes. Just know that we didn't have any information on that at this time, so that's what you're going to get. We're talking about this stuff. In attendance, we have uh, Alec Turner was unable to make it today. He's very, very busy in the middle of a heated buckyball race challenge back and forth with Osric, so he will be missed today. We have from the Burr Pit, Commander Burr and Rini. Say hello. Hello. There we go. Uh, we've got down to earth astronomy. <laughs> or, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I said it wrong. I'm, I said it wrong. It's Dunkle Earth Astronomy Channel. Uh, with, us, with us today, I think uh, Dunkle Ora has given permission for for Astro to join and speak for him. Yeah, yeah. Very generously, I've been allowed to uh, to join. I'll be the spokesperson for the channel today. I know how you feel. Body for really the current and future people. <laughs> uh, Unfortunately, you're stuck with me, Kai, from Elite Week. Uh, I'll be moderating today. From Galnet News Digest, we have Commander Watherspoon. Hello. Good afternoon. Hello, hello. And from... We have Commander Plater uh, representing the uh, deployed contingent. Hello, Commander Plater. <laughs> hello. All glory to Ployed. Everyone salute. Hello, <clears throat> right. Ployed. All right. Sorry. <clears throat> okay, so um, this is, you know, our second get together for, for this. And as we discussed in the previous uh, uh, get together, we were talking about sort of our thoughts and everything with the carriers to that point. Well, we are now in beta two and we have some more changes to talk about. So let's start off with uh, our thoughts uh, uh, of fleet carriers sort of as they are right now. And we're going to start this off. I I'm going to be going sort of round robin. We're going to mix it up to keep things lively. We're going to start this one off with Commander Plater. I really wasn't expecting to go first, you know. <laughs> I was waiting for, the, for me to know what everyone else is saying. And then, I, you know, with my slapdash approach, which I spoke about uh, on Astro stream, uh, you know, I'd just be like, I'm just going to roll with it, see what happens. Um, but yeah, so the current state of them, where we are, which is what we're talking about, right? Right. Um, I was listening. It wasn't that I was reading my chat or anything like that. And I didn't switch off, I promise. Now, um, the state of them, where they are for me, is... Um, I'm just going to basically reference back to when they were first introduced in the beta. Uh, for me, a lot more usable, uh, a lot more appealing, um, just from even just the raw costs being reduced. For me, that is a huge plus. Um, I will say that I think it should have been around the amount it is now at the beginning anyway. Um, just for me, that would feel more achievable <laughs> without having to feel like you're having to constantly play uh, in order to worry about the upkeep uh changes being of the uh, the reduction i guess a reduction rather than removal of the decommissioning fee mm -hmm. because there is still a little bit of a loss um i think that's definitely um a plus and a move in the right direction uh, of course I, I i would still rather that it was um 
completely done away with and you got 100% back, but you have to go into debt for it to happen, so it makes sense that you'd have to pay your debt and that would be taken off the value of the carrier, I guess. Mm. Um, but uh, everything else, um, there are some tweaks that need doing, uh, but I, I figured that we would probably talk about that a little bit later on um, rather than going straight in for the kill. Um, or at least, is that right? Are we going to do that? <laughs> you doing of that? Course. Of course. Cool, because uh, otherwise I'll just keep talking and talking and talking. So um, I'm going to tee up uh, someone else. There you go. It's up All right. Here. Commander Burr. Yo. Oh, sorry. Burr. Um, and, and more importantly, Commander Rini. Frankly, much more importantly, <laughs> Commander Rini, to be brutally honest. Uh, personally, right now, I'm I'm genuine, generally speaking, I'm, I'm quite happy with where they are at the moment. Uh, it was, a, without a shadow of a doubt, it was a bit of a rough start, um, as we discussed previously. But mm. for the most part, aside from a couple of little, a couple of little wrinkles and, and obviously bugs notwithstanding, um, I'm, 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 I'm pretty happy and I'm, I'm ready to get my carrier on in the main game, please. Honestly. Okay. Right right you. Yeah, that, I haven't got a huge amount of thoughts on this round. I've got a few small thoughts, but yeah, with you on that. that I, I just... can't see you because there's a massive light between us. <laughs> Blinded by light. <laughs> I really, I'm ready to get them. I just want to get them going now. And it'd be nice to get a few bugs out, but right they on. do seem a lot better this time around. Right on. Astro? I mean, that would, the fear of sounding like a broken record, yes, I'm also pretty happy with the way fleet carriers are right now. Mm. If they launched in the state they are, I would be uh, completely okay with that. Obviously, there is a few things here and there that I would like to see um, change. Some of them are things. Some of them are things that I think I would really like to see that change, and I would be okay if it launched. But oh, I, will, I would prefer if there was those things were changed. And yeah. then there's a long list of like, um, like the cherry on top kind of things. You know, like extra small things where like this would be really cool or this would be really useful mm. but it's not a must-have oh well we're so. definitely going to get into that for sure all right so uh commander waterspoon well, there are i believe a couple of people who play the game who can't actually afford fleet carriers i'm one of them um I like to sort of peer through the misty windows and see see what you guys are all up to with your with your with your. Effectively, you have space stations, mobile space stations, you guys, mm-hmm. and and that's something actually pretty impressive if you think about it. Mm-hmm. And as, as someone who doesn't have a fleet carrier, I, I've been this week as a passenger in Beta, um, traveling to Colonia. Um, I got on got on. A ship, sort of a couple of days ago, fleet carrier. Um, I'm now in Colonia. I did. I needed to absolutely nothing at all. If I'd stayed logged in, mm. I would have passively acquired about a, a, a million credits of exploration data just by being on the ship. Wow! But I, but I logged out, and uh, so it's 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 kind of like somebody else flies the ship for you. You can go to sleep. You can go and do something else. Come back again, and hey, you're. The one thing I would say though is that with the new sort of 15-minute cooldown, mm-hmm. but so the, the five-minute cooldown and 15-minute jump time, you really barely have enough time to get off and scan a system mm-hmm. before before you, before you jump again. And you need to be back on board five minutes before the ship leaves. Otherwise you get locked out. You get locked out, yes, and you get left behind somewhere. And if you <laughs> if you have a short jump range ship, then you're in trouble. Yeah, for sure, man. So it's, were it, you it's, on, were it's you on Cervidian's, Cervidian's ship? Oh, what, sorry? 
Were you on Servidian's ship, the one uh, with Ant, where they went out to Colonia, or were you on the other one? Uh, the 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 um, it was Skiffy's ship. Um, oh, from okay. God, God frequency. Yes, so going yes. Antis to Colonia. <laughs> right on. Um, awesome. Yeah. So 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 for 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 people who want to unlock an engineer by traveling 5,000 light years, there's no easier way of doing it. And for people who want to unlock the engineers in Colonia, there's no easier way of doing it. It's brilliant. For sure, man. For sure. All right. My thoughts. Okay. This this topic was meant to be a light topic anyways. This is just sort of, it's kind of a no-brainer from where we're already at. My thoughts are fleet carriers are great. If they release today with no changes whatsoever, I would buy one. It's a no-brainer. They've already gotten so far, so close, so much of the way there. But since they're asking us for more feedback, how about we give it to them? And let's start with now topic three, which is thoughts on changes announced on May 7th, the specific list of the changes there. Were there anything that were like sort of big surprises for you? Should uh, we just quickly recap for people like exactly what the changes were? <clears throat> sure. Why don't we why don't we actually start with you and why don't you do the recap? Oh God! Don't have the list in front of me. <laughs> I, I have it on the, on the agenda right there, but I can I can pull it up and post it for you right here. Schoolboy era. I love I love your. But 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 Astro explains it so well. So here, if you look, here's the link right now in the channel. What it really meant was, could you remind me what the changes were? <laughs> yeah. Yes, we can quickly remind you what the changes were. So the changes were that announced on the 7th of May was the fleet carriers will have the UC added, the decommissioning changes to the fleet carriers with it being quote-unquote full-priced uh, on decommissioning. Um, come back, probably come back to that in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that module and ship storage are now available for the owner as a core service, and you will still have to purchase the shipyard and the outfitting in order to get that available for visitors. Mm-hmm. Tritium consumption has been cut in half, and then we have the beta blowout towards the end of the beta. All right, so let's start with you, Astro, since you're already on this. What are your thoughts on these changes? Um, I mean. I really like the fact that they, um, I mean, it's a good compromise. Obviously, they didn't want to make the whole ship storage module storage available to everyone. Um, though I would still like to see that being split up as two separate services. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's go. <laughs> so that I could potentially just buy ship storage and not the whole selling uh, modules uh, and, uh, and ships. So I could buy those as two separate modules. But I think it's a decent compromise allowing it to be um, available for the owner because it seems like that is the use case that is that most people are going to be using it as a personal fleet carrier so doing it like that is going to satisfy the vast majority of for the people who do want to give it a, as an available thing for their um, for their friends or just random people they can go and, uh, and buy it mm. um, decommissioning um, I think there's a lot of politics in, in, in the whole decommissioning <laughs> systems and especially with the wording saying you get the full price back except mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and but again the, the amount that you get deducted from the full price of the fleet carrier is is it five six five percent I think no case. I mean so the the well the one that I saw the test of it was they decommissioned it and it came out that it paid out ninety seven point five percent. Which is like, okay, that's not 100%, but it's clearly not bad. It's less than a ship 10%, you know, you get the exactly. yeah. So I, I think that's that's fine where it is now. Uh, that if you, like, yeah, by point, like 2.5% is, is completely fine. And I absolutely love the idea of the beta blowout towards the end. Mm-hmm. It's probably going to yeah. be mayhem, but 
I think it's a great idea to give people who may not have the money a chance to go <coughs> and, uh, and play with it. Yeah, man. Like, and then also, too, from that, or the beat of blood, it's like, this is going to give you a chance to play for it for yourself and tell us what you think. And it's like, I'm, I'm thinking to myself, no, not really. This is going to give Frontier a chance to see what happens when 10 million fleet carriers suddenly <laughs> spawn. How, how fast does it crash their entire system? <laughs> yeah, I think this I mean, is a great. wonderful, it's a wonderful stress test, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a nice gesture for to, towards the community, and it gives them a chance to really stress test them what happens when you have, yeah, suddenly hundreds and hundreds of carriers being spawned uh, in a system. All um, right. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Burrs, Burrs, give us your thoughts. Right. Str- so straight away, have you got anything you want to pitch in, Rini? Really, really? I'm good. Straight away, mate. I'll tell you what. The thing that that got me straight away was that the fleet carrier, by default, now can actually carry a fleet. Mm. And, I, and I don't, I don't mean that to be overly sarcastic. But as the owner of the fleet carrier, you can now put your entire fleet on the thing uh, right from the off. And purely from a completely selfish perspective, and I know a few people are happy about it anyway. But from a from a completely selfish perspective with what we do here that's a game changer that is a complete game changer because we can now without having to do any upgrades uh, on on the default carrier we spend an awful lot of time moving my fleet around so that we can have a different ship in a different place doing a different thing and and having to move the amount of ships uh, around that we've got so that we can film them and make make the you know the news look a bit more interesting we could just pile them all on one carrier now and ship the carrier around. Mm. So there were tears of joy in this household when that was announced. Absolutely. Um, I was quite surprised um, by the, the tritium usage mm. cut. Um, I thought I thought getting a carrier to somewhere like, uh, not a complaint by any stretch of the imagination, but I thought getting a, a carrier to somewhere like Colonia was going to be much more of a, a chore, much more of a, an achievement. But it does look like now... Um, that you can basically just fill the carrier up um, completely and you've got enough to get to Colonia from the bubbles. That, that's right, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, it should be. Actually, with some left over. Yeah. Uh, okay. When Servidian did it, he had enough <laughs> left over that he could continue on a good chunk of the way towards Beagle. Like, not all the way, but a good chunk. Mm. But you could probably reach Sage, right? Oh, he definitely reached Sage, yeah. yeah. Right, right. So, yeah, I was really surprised by that. Um... And I, I know, know we're we're gonna we got to get to your thoughts because you very clearly had strong thoughts on the decommissioning. So let's hear your yeah. So now uh, I I think to all intents and purposes, um, the decommissioning issue certainly for me has has basically gone away. Uh, I was really surprised by that actually. The fact that they've sort of gone <laughs> okay, you'll get a hundred percent back minus you know uh, what what debt you owe. Um, or a, a, a small chunk of change, because when you're when you're talking about something that costs five billion, you know mm-hmm. the the amount of the amount of money that you'll get back if you if you cancel it and get rid of the thing is uh, pretty trivial, really. Or the mm. amount of money that you'll lose, sorry, is is pretty trivial. So I was really surprised by that as well. They've just kind of gone, okay, this is clearly causing a lot of ire. Let's just get rid of it. Basically. Right on. Right on. So yeah. And and beat a blowout. I know you got to be excited for that. <laughs> that's I can't wait. That's just nuts. I can't wait. That's gonna. I don't. I do not know. I, I, well, I suppose that's part of the part of why they're doing it is because I haven't got a clue what's going to happen to the servers when they do that. 
You know, uh, I'll, I'll let you in on a secret. I don't think they do either. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> can I just ask, can I just ask Wathers a real quick question? Because you, you're saying that you you can't currently afford one, Wathers. Does that hmm. does it bother you? Do you want one? No, no, definitely okay, not. Cool. Cool. Um, awesome. it, 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 it's it's um. I mean, it's really good that the things are going to exist in the galaxy. I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I belong to a squadron, the, the Hutton Truckers, and I fully expect to have a number of fleet carriers that we will be using for a number of interesting things. One of the yeah. one of the interesting things will be our shuttle to Hutton Orbital, mm. um, and I believe there's already someone set up at Hutton Orbital in the beta, selling anacondas for one credit. <laughs> Oh, fantastic! Oh, there you go. Can't sell them for one credit. Oh well, selling for. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I had to. I had to say. No, that's that's oh. true. Yeah. Uh, clearly, it's a hundred credits. Get with it, Watherspoon. <laughs> yeah, that, that is the official price. Yes, that's, that's absolutely correct. Well, well, while we while we've got you dragged in here on this on this part, why don't we continue with your thoughts on on point three as far as your thoughts on the changes? Yeah. Okay. Um. I think, am I right in saying that when, when you sell a ship, you get back pretty much the full cost of the ship, minus a service fee, minus um, any debts you might owe, and also minus 10% of the cost of the modules? Uh, so, n- no. No? Okay. Sort of. So, the, if you sell... If you just decommission a ship that has a ton of services, as I understand it, you get screwed on the entire cost of those services. That's a dumb thing to do. But if you first turn back in those services, Mm -hmm. you get, I think, like 90% back on them. And then if you decommission the ship, you basically get like very close to everything back, like 98% back minus the debt. So then it can go higher if you have a lot of debt built up. Then it can go higher, but yeah, that's how that works. Yeah. Okay. So, so in fact, that's very similar to the the way that you sell a ship. But if you if you sell them, if you sell modules, you only get ninety percent back. But if you sell the ship, you get hundred percent back off the, the the hull, if you like. Mm. I think that's correct, isn't it? And I, I, I know there was a point at, or, or, or is it the other way around? Yeah, it's the, it's the other way around. You get your module yeah. price back. You get your module price, but the ship, I, you lose 10% driving can, it off I, the lot. I can remember Sandy San Marco um, trying to put in a, a 90% uh, sort of, uh, or a, a 10% tax on, on selling mm-hmm. modules back, but but there was so much of a, a fuss from players that that, that, that was uh, taken away again. Mm. Um, it's interesting... It's interesting that that it that you can now jump to Colonia on a single tank of fuel. If and in, in a way, is that too easy? I don't know. Um, but 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 even even more interestingly, of course, if you keep the uh, tritium in your Type Nine on board your Type Nine, then that doesn't count against the mass of the ship. Correct. Which, which means that you actually get much more efficiency if you only fill up the the, the fuel tank with as much as you need for each jump as you go. Well, and this would be an interesting thing for the Hutton truckers. Mm. Hutton truckers could have fifty guys with a Type Nine parked on there with the, uh, yes, you know, with the fuel. So you could literally be going operating as a quote almost empty fleet carrier, and then bit yes. by bit coordinate loading it into the tank. We certainly could do that, and 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 of course the capacity of a fleet carrier is infinite because yes. as long as it's a load of different players going onto it. You can each bring your 750 tons or whatever it is you can fit in your ship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, you can, um, it, it is a space station. Space stations 
have multiple instances, so you can you can load uh, an awful lot of stuff on there. Yes, you um, can. Yeah, yeah. So 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 all all, all this is really interesting. The the, um, the one thing that that was added that I thought was rather good was was the ability to restock limpets, mm. which I hadn't actually noticed wasn't there. Mm-hmm. But neither I realised it wasn't there. I think it's a good thing that you can because um, out in out in the out in the distance, out in, in 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 the black somewhere, it's quite useful not to not to have to worry about your limpets anymore. It was there, hundred percent. Was it there? Yeah, it was an advanced maintenance. That's what we do. It. Yeah, I think it's been there it, all the time, hasn't it? So it, yeah. I, I believe that much. what what Watherspoon is referring to, and I could be wrong. I think that it has <laughs> always been there. But only if you buy the advanced maintenance modules. I think they made it such that you can get it now even without it. I saw a thing where people were basically saying, oh, okay. I think they were just like, all right, look, we'll just give you limpets. That's a thing that we just don't want to hear your complaints about. Okay. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I think that that's the case. Perhaps I've only visited budget fleet carriers up till now. (laughs) All right. So, Plater, your thoughts on the list? Um glad to see it everything on there is 100 percent things that should be on there um can't complain with that uh, I, I do think the decommissioning is still a little bit fuzzy on details yep. it feels mm. like it's not super clear um the way it's explained which i assume well once we know how it works we'll know how it works and, it'll be, and that will be how it works and that'll be fine uh, the fact you're not losing out on those ridiculous kind of tiered losses is it depending on how long you've had it and how far away it is that's great um definitely a fan of that one um the tritium being twice as efficient is again really good um that's gonna obviously reduce the amount of time that people have to mine uh, or have to mine to then afford tritium so i i think that's a good thing uh because it, it's gonna allow, allow explorers to actually get out there and explore rather than go and be miners somewhere else because they want to explore. Mm. Um, I think that's kind of the, the real key things in my mind that stand out. Um, I'm happy that the we, we get the the outfitting and the um, and the shipyard as owners from the offset. Um, that probably should have been in there in the first place. Um, I, I do feel like there's not a huge difference for you purchasing the out the the. Um, shipyard and then having to purchase packs to then sell to people because technically um most used car lots are uh, just empty spaces with cars on and an office so we've got the office with my car parked out back could i maybe anyway that's just kind of a, a little thing that i would think would be you know it's in there for consideration um, the one thing that i do think has been um should really have been included that hasn't been though is the the refuel um rearm repair um they should very much be a standard so I, i'm hoping people kind of give frontier and elbow this beta and say hey this would be cool wouldn't it if we did that you know at least let me refuel my ship on my ship um as standard that'd be good um, but overall i'd probably say that i'm happy with the way things are again like i said before it's all stuff that really should have been how the initial launch went um it's kind of a, a bit of a, a bit of a frontier classic you know they score an own, own goal and then kind of be like a oh no it's okay because we've actually switched sides now and that goal counts and we've scored two more 
I want Frontier to just I, I really want them to nail frequently carriers so fair enough it's uh, mm. yeah. yeah I try not to be like oh no look what you've done <laughs> but you know like you're killing the playing field and go yeah you scored a goal though good trick on you <laughs> All right. So going over my thoughts on it, fleet carriers have universal cartographics. Uh, yay for the DSSA and the people out there that really wanted to have it out there to be sustained by the cartographics. Uh, decommissioning is fixed. I agree so much with Astro said it exactly perfectly on his stream a week ago where he was like, there is some funky politics going on in how they explain this. And I think there's some funky politics going on in how they explained a couple of things. But the fact of the matter is, is in the first round of decommissioning, my exact thing that I said was, look, if you can't give us mothball, if that's too much work, just do the exact same decommissioning thing you already have, but take out all the pain, take out all the loss and call it something different. Well, they did most of that. So, okay, I'm good. Module and ship storage are now free for the owner. I think this is a very important nod to the people who are sort of feeling a difference uh, between sort of the, the, the people that have a fleet carrier that it's like, it's just me and this is my thing, as opposed to group play. <laughs> if you're in group play, having to pay that extra for the shipyard and the outfitting and other stuff is is no sweat to you at all because you've got a large group and everybody's chipping in and money is nothing if you're a solo guy that's out there just sort of scrambling on your own and you're the only one that's going to be using it this feels huge this feels like a massive massive bonus and then just from the logical standpoint as burr so so rightly said having a fleet carrier that carries your fleet just just feels better i'm, I'm um, not being publicly associated <laughs> with logic please don't do that again <laughs> <laughs> on the on the tritium thing i am everybody is saying wow they made tritium twice as good i'm happy and i i i feel the same but i also feel like that's going to get changed next week to be 3x i think they're not done tinkering and i think they're going to find that sweet spot as 3x and i have a little bet going with Dunkalora on it yeah. so we'll see how that plays out i was about to say if you're not going to mention it yourself i'm going to hold you up to it live on stream <laughs> so that it's kind of set in stone <laughs> I, so i have a bet with Dunkalora that uh i think it's going to be 3x if it's not 3x or, or or higher than 2x well i don't we didn't whatever we'll have to figure that out but i think it's going to be 3x or more uh he says it's going to stay at 2x if it stays at 2x then uh, I have to buy him a uh, down-to-earth astronomy mug, and if he if it doesn't, then he's got to buy me one. And beta blowout, I'm super excited to see. Uh, I I guarantee you that. Uh, well, I don't guarantee. I I, I would be shocked. <laughs> I would be shocked if the servers don't shit the bed. And when the servers when the servers. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, 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 it's, no, no. I'm so sorry. It's okay. It's, it's just funny. the image of it. <laughs> Uh, I, I'm, uh, just I, imagine the carriers waking up in the morning and going, oh my god! Yeah, I, I would be extremely shocked if the servers don't crash. When they do, just know this was part of it. This is kind of what they're testing. Don't freak out. It'll be back up in an hour or two or three, and then it'll go back down and up and down, and this is a massive <laughs> yeah. stress test, and I really, really, uh, like, I, I completely support them in it. I actually hope the servers will crash at least once during the blowout. Mm -hmm. 
because that means now we the Chinese frontier then knows where is the limit, right? Yes. Yes. All right. Which I guess it will, it will it will suck for the people who would want to go in and play that you get a server crash, but for the stability of the live server, I think that's a, that's going to be an important thing. It's an important thing, and of course, they're they're thinking about the future and what happens when you get a lot more players in. Hmm. How how do we scale this? I mean, it, it should be very scalable because it's using AWS as a as an infrastructure, but sort of proving it. This is a great opportunity for them to do that without without sort of upsetting people who are in the live servers. <clears throat> so True. the next the next question was, what's the biggest surprise here? I'm going to go first. For me. I called Universal Cartographics decommissioning getting fixed and the the ship storage or shipyard being added. Like I was like, for sure, these all have to happen. So for me, it's easy. The shocker there is that they moved the tritium. What about you guys, Plater? Um. Well, right. So I might have one hundred percent zoned out. I'm very sorry for that because I am being so unprofessional today, and I'm so sorry to everyone else on this stream. Um, Wait, it's 100% my, <laughs> I, I think my the one that, that surprised me the most was the um, um, was the fact that you, the owner could stop the carriers just because that I didn't see that solution coming. I mean, I would I, I had a lot of other solutions in my mind how you hmm. could, could could solve that request, and I didn't see that solution coming. So for me, that was the greatest, uh, the biggest surprise. I think a lot of people expected that they were going to swap the shipyard for the commodities market, right? Yeah, or split it or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. So moving on to the burrs. Uh, I think I think for me the uh, the fact that yeah, like as I said before, the fact that it's actually now a fleet carrier by default. Uh, like, like Astro, I didn't see that coming. I didn't I didn't think they were going to do that. I, uh, I don't I don't think there was even a hint that 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 sort of thing was. Not that Frontier gives a lot of hints away, let's be honest. Uh, but I don't think there was even a hint that that was going to happen, was there? Uh, they, did, oh. <laughs> they, they did say on one of the live streams that... I mean, I've, I've discussed with all of you Stephen's big tell, and he did one of those in the live stream like three weeks ago or whatever. Talking don't tell Stephen he does that, because then he won't... Yeah, no, 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 we're, we're keeping it to ourselves, but... <laughs> all right. So, uh, Plater, are you good for what? What's your biggest surprise of this this round? Um, yeah, I am. I, I'm much more with it now. Sorry. No, um, no I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm literally. I'm at the point where I can't really make any excuses for it. Um, I'm just, just. Uh, I'm just all over the place, to be honest, right now. So, anyway, right. But with the with the, with the round of changes, the most important thing I, I think, or the biggest surprise is. Um, how drastic, um, like the reduction in costs were. Mm -hmm. I think that was quite a um, quite surprising when you see ninety percent as a reduction. Um, that's like, oh, that's a lot. Like, that's a big reduction. That, that right really surprises you. Um, and at the same time, um, Frontier are known for being quite resistant to change um, and being uh, and the, the reception of feedback being the we've take you know we hear what you're saying. We're going to pass it on. It is something that's being considered for the future. Uh, you get the kind of the, the, the very yeah. kind of typical lines. Um, this is just a, we've heard you, we're fixing it. And that is like a, yes, nice, brilliant. Exactly what you want to hear. Uh, and it was really nice to see that happen. Uh, so weirdly, that was the big surprise, is that we kind of got the changes we wanted. 
Right. Yeah, I suppose they were. Yeah, yeah, they were. That's a good point, mate. Yeah, it's a really good point. Yeah. Yeah, for sure, man. For sure. And Wotherspoon? Well, where do you mine tritium? <clears throat> From icy asteroids, icy rings, uh, and you can get them surface, subsurface deposits. Right. And what have they done with subsurface deposits? They have improved the subsurface <clears throat> deposit missile. So now you get three chunks mm. of stuff coming out with each one of those. That was something I didn't expect uh, uh, to come out. I assume they're making it easier to get tritium. It also possibly, just possibly, makes the subsurface displacement missile actually worth using because it's a bit rubbish normally. Yeah. So it's a little bit less rubbish now. That's it, good. It always has been rubbish. Now, I'll be honest with you, I haven't even gone back to look yet. I'm going to, in the next, you know, when this thing comes out, I'm going to spend some time playing with it and see, like, is this a viable thing now? Because it never has been before. Well, because because it's one of the ways of getting tritium, I guess it's it's particularly useful for people who are going to be out in the black, because because you can now get from the bubble to Colonia without having to refuel. It's probably less important for people who are hanging around sort of the the southern half of the galaxy. But if you're going out to the extremes, then it's going to be useful to mine. For sure, a hundred percent. So I'm noticing a lot of the, the questions that we've got coming up in the chat, and I think they're about to be happy because we're about to start getting into some of those issues. So let's start with uh, 0.5, which is stealth fixes. What changes have you noticed that were made but were not listed? Down to earth, are you good to go first? <laughs> Um, I mean, it, that's there was are we talking strictly the whole beta or just beta two? Um, uh, we could just take the whole beta. That's fine. I mean, the one that I think, uh, and there's also been some questions regarding it, is the I'm not sure if it's a stealth nerf because it's just an, an the whole re-rolling of all the hotspots is what I'm trying to get at. Um, I'm not sure if, if I would call it a stealth nerf because it is just well they introduced. Um, they introduced uh, tritium, so they had to re-roll, but it was never s clearly stated in any patches that they were going to re-roll the hotspots. It's just something that happened to show up. Mm. Um, and I've seen also there's been a lot of discussions regarding the prices on materials, <coughs> and I wouldn't worry too much about that, whether this is a potential nerf for, for prices for some stuff like uh, like low temps, because I, I think it's just the market that are acting up weirdly, but... That would be nice to see uh, some clarifications on that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So just real quick, uh, I, I just want to jump in on your comment about the the reroll of the hotspots. Mm -hmm. Just to, just to clarify, I, this is and this is from sort of a conversation that I had with Dr. K. Ross the other day. The 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 way that that it's not like they chose to reroll the hotspots or whatever, but the way that, that the Stellar Forge works is. You take a list of items, a list of the minerals and say these exist in the universe at this rate, this percentage, this, you know, this amount of this yeah. amount of that. When it, and then you just throw that into the database. You throw that into the Stellar Forge and the Stellar Forge spits out based on a whole list of criterias and rules and like ages for the different stars and what kind of planets and what kind of minerals would kind of occur in systems with stars of that age and then like the wear and tear and like it's an incredibly complex system but based on that it spits out okay this planet is going to have this number of this and it's going to have hot spots here here and here it has all of these sort of things that it spits out so just to be clear if in the future if at any point they add any new 
uh, material, any new uh, uh, mineral. So in this case, they added tritium or remove or change the values of it. So from beta one, if they had say tritium and said, okay, we want to have tritium at X in the universe. And then in beta two, they said, we actually, we, we found like there's too much tritium or there's too little tritium and we need to make it two X. That is going to sort of filter into the, the pattern and change everything. So I mean, don't ex- the, go ahead. I think the, the, I think that the easiest way to understand this is to say, okay, so if you have, let's say 10 different materials and you wanted to have 10% of each in the galaxy, you would just say, okay, every single hotspot just rolls a random number between one and a hundred. If it's one to 10, then that's hotspot is material one. If it's 10 to 20, it's material two. And if all those numbers have already been rolled for all the hotspots and you then add a new material, then you shift the whole list. And that means some hotspot will suddenly jump from one material to the other. Yes. I think it's something like that that must, must happen. That's why they are re-rolling. Uh, they're just changing the, the, the what different uh, those random values are. I think it's something along those lines. Um, and of Absolutely. course, those random numbers have, um, as you said, a lot of impacts on the star classes and, and yada, 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 apparently. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right. So, Plater, uh, same question to you. Your your biggest like surprise stealth fixes or whatever. They've they've um, they've ruined what is known as the tyranny warp, uh, <laughs> which is a way of dropping out of supergrues at my station, places tyranny, where you don't manually drop, you get pulled out. But what you do is because it's so close to the rings, and you can do this at. Um, so, um, uh, houses reach in Rubigo as well until the update comes and you could just drop in and what you do is you would shoot straight through the station in your ship like you would literally fly straight through the slot straight through and end up in the back of it um, and that's what we call it the tyranny warp because you could then request docking whilst you're in the back because technically you're not in the, uh, the, <laughs> the kind of exclusion zone and then just pop through the back of the station wall and park up um, and that was brilliant. You know, it was like kind of quite an entertaining way, a cool, cool little, um, cool little bug that no one wanted fixing. Mm. Um, and that has now been removed. So what happens is when you try and do it, you end up behind the target station, facing the station. So you actually get flipped 180, and you get dropped behind it, uh, which is a real shame because it was this cool little thing that we had at our station. It was like, hey, yeah, look at this. And um, unfortunately, that's being fixed. So it means they're doing a lot of fixing and improvements in the background with regards to some really basic gameplay, um, which is normally a really good thing. I just wish this wasn't included. Um, <laughs> but, you know, that that's in there. And as, as Astro mentioned about the economy, um, it's impossible to say without people carrying out things as normal. Um, but if you compare the galactic average of low temperature diamonds, um, and this is in game, so not referring to Inara or EDDB, um, the amount is around about 10,000 lower in the beta versus the live. Um, uh, and it's important that I stress in the game, because if you look at it compared to um, Inara, it says it's um, you know 250,000 or 240,000, something around that range. Um, that's because it doesn't necessarily take into consideration the same data, but in-game to in-game. It looks like there is a change somewhere, maybe, but we don't know without players affecting the market. 
So right. it's, a, it's something just, to be aware of, I think. Something just to a quick comment. Live. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah, just a quick comment. I saw someone actually taking it was quite a fun screenshot where they took the same view of the galaxy map and where they have filtered to only show systems that were in boom. Mm. Um, and you could just see the, the number of systems in Boom on the live server were like tenfold more than on the beta server, which makes sense. Like they took the snapshot like two weeks before the server went live. There's two weeks of nothing happening, no interactions with the market. So there's not a lot of, of systems in Boom. And those systems that has Boom civil liberty, those are the ones driving the high prices. So, yeah. so seeing the lower prices is not uncommon, I think. It's not... It, it wouldn't be surprising um, to see that uh, that behavior and the way the market works in the lead. That makes sense. Burr, your thoughts, or Burr's, your thoughts on that? Um, I think there were... I didn't really notice any stealth fixes as such. The, the, the thing that, that threw us a bit of a kipper, really, uh, if that expression translates, sorry, uh, uh, was that um, it, it made us giggle and cry a little bit, really, was it just that you, you can't and this is just the beta i don't expect this to make it into the live game at all but just in the beta at the moment you can't you can't wing up with someone and you can't get into multi-crew hilariously unless you're in the same instance already no that's yeah. for sure uh, that's for sure i'm not even sure if it's a bug bug per se as it could be not a bug but just sort of some weird interaction with beta betas are always weird. yeah yeah yeah, yeah. But I didn't really notice. We, I mean, literally from the time the the, um, the beta launched to about now, we've pretty much done nothing in the beta except try and film carriers. As as, as, as is our out, one. Jumping in, jumping out, chasing oh. around the galaxy. That's about chasing all we've the same done. carrier backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards, and we're trying to catch it jumping in. So yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Okay. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. So uh, I'm going to do myself now here. The the stealth fixes, things that I've seen that are like, hmm, all right. That was a surprise. Uh, I'm glad. I'm very glad that they added the ability to suspend, unsuspend services from anywhere in the galaxy. In, in mm. beta one, you had to be in a carrier administration system. Now you can, you can do it anywhere. Uh, so that's, that's a huge plus for me. Um, <clears throat> there was sort of a shadow nerf that we should discuss uh, and that I definitely want to get everybody's opinions on. Um, it used to be <clears throat> that the jumps cost like around 100000 for maintenance costs for each jump you do with your fleet carrier. In beta 2, it's cost 750000 to jump your fleet carrier and your maintenance costs. That's a, you know, literally seven and a half times higher amount that they've, they've charged. Uh, they've Frontier has because they they're still listing it as a hundred thousand. Frontier was approached on it to say like, hey, what the hell? What's what's going on with this? And their response was, we're very sorry. That's a bug. It's meant to be at a hundred thousand. It will go back to a hundred thousand, no problem. Then they did a little mini patch or whatever to adjust it, and now it's at a hundred and fifty. Still not the hundred that they said it was going to be, but much closer. I hope you get around to taking that 50 off just or or at least tell us it's going to be 150 so that what you say and what you do match each other um similarly the the, the fact that uh <clears throat> the, the, the the they say you get 100 percent back on the decommission but you get 97 and a half percent back assuming that there's no debt owed i would i would just prefer it if they just tell us the truth. If it's going to be 97.5% back, I'm perfectly happy with that. But say that it's that. Don't say that it's 100 when it's not 100. 
So just make your words and your actions match each other. Um, super, super happy for the stealth fix that now, remember from beta one, I brought up the point that you could filter for fleet carriers anywhere in the galaxy, but it only worked if you were docked on a fleet carrier. Now it works properly anywhere. So that's, mm -hmm. that's a huge plus. Hooray. And the one that has me excited and the one that I think is going to give Burr a, a massive smile on his face. Uh, <clears throat> there's an AXI base in the Pleiades that has suddenly been renamed in a, in a, I'm, I'm not going to say what, I'm just going to leave it for people to sort of go and find for themselves or whatever, look into it. You'll find it. I was but old, it, wasn't it? <laughs> it's yeah. been renamed in a rather cryptic and sort of like waiting for the shoe to drop fashion. I think the name of it, I find interesting. So I think that this speaks for like, okay, what's going on here that you're suddenly you think that was a hint it? then you think that you think I they're think trying to, you think they're trying to, okay. You think they're trying to telegraph something. That's interesting. I hadn't considered that to be honest. I, 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 but it, it, it wasn't listed anywhere and they made a change and it's like, what, why, why would you change that? Just, just so they changed the name in the like navigation panel or they How named they... it what it's named okay because there was the whole i don't know if you guys recall there was like the dav's hope which has existed since forever mm. there was a brief period where it was suddenly like it was still called dav's hope in the navigation panel but if you actually landed on it the sign above the entrance says hop's hope mm. Mm. and then within the sign was changed back to dav's hope and i have no idea i was never saw any official statements about just like what yeah, I everything hope else was the same. Thing. So I yeah, just wondered if, if if they would decide it was changed or the name in the navigation panel. Both, every everything okay. changed on it, which is interesting. Fair so so it's probably more intentional this time. All right, and Watherspoon. Those, so those are my my sort of lists of changes that were stealth changes that I found interesting. Watherspoon, how about yours? I f I, f I find that. Uh... That, that question about about the um, renamed station quite interesting because one of the things that I, I'm I'm fully expecting I probably probably get jumping ahead of myself a little bit here one of the things I'm fully expecting is that that um, given that the story of the galaxy kind of got put on hold when fleet carriers were delayed hmm. I'm kind of expecting it's going to start up again. Um, but uh, let's see. Um, thing, well, thing, thing, things that uh, were a stealth fix that not even Frontier was aware of was uh, CQC queuing um, from within the game. That's something that's that's been added oh, yeah. into one, um, which is kind of nice because that's something that people have asked for for a long time. Um, mm -hmm. It does mean that you can be you can be sort of in combat in the in the in the real game and then also queuing to to go into. Um, into CQC, which is kind of a bit weird. But, well, they've uh, sort of fixed that. They they have a fix in there where they're you get a countdown timer. Yeah, yeah, yes, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so 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 that's that's kind of good. One one of the things I'm sort of surprised about. I I I wasn't aware of this because I hadn't really paid a great deal of attention in Beta One, but in 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 Beta Two, I have discovered that uh, you can't plot the next jump in a fleet carrier until mm -hmm. the five minute cooldown is completed. Mm. So yeah. you kind of jump. You come out of of like hyperspace or whatever it is, which space, um, and then you've got five minutes where you've got to tw twiddle your thumbs. I guess you can be looking on the galaxy map, but you can't actually press the button to to, to plot the route until five minutes has elapsed. 
Yeah, you would think you'd be able to lock onto the system. I understand the engines still need to spool up, but you would at least be able to say, here's where I'm going to go when the engines are ready. Yeah, yeah. There's probably a technical reason for that. And it might be that it's still waiting for the databases to replicate because, I mean, clearly there is a there is a back-end problem here that you're moving space stations on a pretty pretty regular basis around the galaxy and you've got to make sure that the PlayStation 4 and the Xbox and all the copies of the of, of the of the PC versions of the galaxy that are being used are all in, in line with each other. So there's there's gonna be some sort of database replication going on. So it may be that there's there's sort of reasons that you can't do that. But it it, it was something on the trip out to Colonia that that my, my pilot was um, was commenting on and saying, Hey this is a bit weird. It means I've got to hang around for five minutes mm. after I come out of jump. Uh, so I can so I can plot the next one, which which, which does mean you can't be one hundred percent efficient. You can't jump every twenty minutes exactly. You've mm-hmm. got you've got to spend your time jumping. Then you've got to spend about a minute plotting your next jump, and then you can start the next time we're going. That's interesting. Yeah. yeah. All right. So let's start the next round of questions, which is I'm trying to keep this moving along so we get to the free free talk period. Um, what changes would you like to see still for the June launch? Let's start with the burrs and then go to Plater. Okay. Uh, have you got anything, Ree? <laughs> I'm just, I'm not, <laughs> Ree has very specific requirements for fleet carriers. And, it, it, and one of the requirements is that A, I own it and B, I drive it. So uh, she's, yeah. as far as fleet carriers are concerned, she's quite happy. Uh, I, I still want to be able to move. Um, I got to be honest; I don't think it's going to happen. But I still want to be able to move tritium from the from the cargo hold of the carrier to the fuel tank of the carrier uh, when I'm not there. Mm. I can't currently get a willing member of staff on board my carrier to walk the 300 yards from the cargo bay to the fuel <laughs> tank because that's how long it is. I checked. Uh, I still can't get a guy to do that. But why uh, is it general feeling that they're not going to do that? If there's enough noise in the in the community, which there seems to be, why are they not going to well, implement that? I don't. I don't know that it's a general feeling. It's certainly my my gut feeling. I, I wonder if they, I wonder if I don't. Yeah, I, I guess they don't. I guess they don't want you moving your carrier around when you're not at it too much. I, if they don't change it, I don't. I don't know why. But has anybody got any opinions on why that might be? I just 100% disagree with you. I'm. I am. Absolutely feeling very, very, very high. It, right? I think they'll change it next week. I think they'll oh, change okay. it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody else? wouldn't complain. Uh, anybody else on thinking that... Uh, mm. do, do, do you agree just with Burr's thought that they're not going to change it? Yeah, I do. I, I, don't, I don't think they will because I don't think it's a quick fix. So it won't be something that pops up in the next beta because it would require a UI change. Now, the reason why Universal Class Graphics wasn't added immediately is because the UI had to be designed for it. The same with this. Um, And also, are that many people asking for it as well? So Universal Class Graphics was this um, real kind of poster child for changes that should be made or how um, fleet carriers would be useful, useless, sorry. Um, and they went, oh, you're right, we should 100% put it in, but what we need to do is it'll come into the next beta a month away. Um, you know, and it's the, well, there's a lot of different UI in the fleet carriers, and they'll have to design the UI, and you know, they've got to find a way to put that, put that in. Um, it wouldn't be a simple quick fix, and I think it would be the same with this as well. 
Yeah, I mean, this is this is a bit different even than Universal Cartographics because all transactions at the moment are between a ship that you are in and something else, be it a space station or a fleet carrier or whatever. Very true, yeah. If we're, if we're talking about moving things from one place on a fleet carrier to another place on a fleet carrier, that requires an utterly different interface <coughs> and, and some different sort of some, some mucking around with the database in the back end, I'd imagine. Unless they just renamed the in the database, they renamed the tritium storage to be a ship. They give it that assignment. Well, that's a bit of a fudge, but but yeah, I mean, I mean you, you you could you could have a workaround where you just say that any tritium on board the ship is usable as fuel. I guess if that works too, I'd be um, happy with that. Yeah, but, so but there is some work to do. <clears throat> yeah. All so right. one one thing that 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 puzzles me a bit with it, it it's the only thing that's not remotely um, manageable. Everything else the carrier you can manage remotely, mm. but that you can't. Yes. Yeah. And and I could see, I mean, as Plato said, that, that having to move it from storage to the tank would require a new interface. And, and I see a much better simple solution. <clears throat> Give us a slider, exactly like the slider we have for, um, for allocating the money on the fee carrier to upkeep. We just have a slider that goes back and forth, like how much money, how big a percentage we want to allocate for, for upkeep. Give us a slider like that. How much do you want to allocate of your of your storage? Do you want to allocate for fuel? Right, right. So you just turn it into an internal bank, the same as the money kind of thing. Exactly. exactly. If I want to push that slider all the way to the right and have absolutely no storage on my fleet carrier and all of it is just fuel tank because I want to go to Colonia and Beagle Point and everywhere else, then let people do that. And just to have it had a minimum value, so you can't drag it lower than a thousand or whatever they, they feel like it should be the minimum, if, if that's what they feel like. Um, but just allow us to take that cargo and that would, would solve the whole transfer of fuel because then you just put all your fuel into into the tank and it's already there. Completely agree. I, and I, I don't care. You, you can fix it multiple ways. You can fix it with down-to-earth astronomy's suggestion. You can fix it with Watherspoon's suggestion. Or you could fix it with a third suggestion that I haven't even considered. But just fix it one of the ways, for sure. Hmm. All right, so we're up to Plater. Oh, wait, Bird, was there any other things that you were looking for for to change in, before launch, before June? No, I mean, aside from bugs being fixed, no, I don't think so. I'm quite happy with them, actually. I really, I can't wait. Yeah. Right on. Plater? Individual ship purchase for stock and individual module purchase for stock would be nice, please. <laughs> um, I, I just don't... It's a thing that puts me off buying ships to sell. Um, like, I, I can't... For example, if I decided to do a um, employed exploration trip, and I'm like, right, I'm taking my carrier out, um, either you've got people that will be like, oh, I'll, I'll bring my mining ship, you know, and they'll just think of doing it anyway, so that we can top up the tritium as we go. And there'll be people who'll be like, oh, I probably won't want to do that. And then I stream, and people are like, oh, I don't have a mining ship, though. Mm. I can have a stock of just what is needed to laser mine. Purely that, that and that only. And I'd be like, don't worry, lads, I've got your back. Um, yes, there's 100% tariff on it. Sucks. But I would have that, and people would be able to then join in or be like, they know exactly what's there. Mm. The same way if you were to set up a, um, whatever the new double hotspot, triple hotspot will be for low temperature diamonds, and you're like, mining supplies for sale. Um, people don't need to worry about transferring a ship or jumping down there in their Type 9. They'd literally just be able to stock up on what you have. And, and, and that, I feel like, 
is a real missed opportunity. Now, I'm aware that Yamix had asked a question um, from Frontier, and they had some answers back from them as to why they've done that. Um, and the answer for it is basically a people might forget or people might do it wrong if they're doing individual modules. Um, and I, I think it's a bit of a bit of a naff answer, um, just because we're managing something that costs five billion credits. We manage all of our ships individually. A lot of us have individual ships that are built for one purpose, and then a lot of us also have modules spread all throughout the galaxy so that we can jump a ship down and swap stuff over back and forth um i think we know what we're doing so so for these these questions for this round of questions on like what do you want changed we're all going to jump in with just just jump in organically with okay plater said this is what he wants changed everybody your opinions on that mine up front on that is you didn't go far enough plater because uh-huh. even yes. even if you fix that issue that you just said, where buying things, uh, all buying things sort of as a as a bundle is is crap. Even if you fix that process, the underlying structure of the mechanism is: I buy this at one hundred percent MSRP and then try to sell it to other people for more. That's just dumb. Oh, it wasn't done yet. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. If I am buying modules in bulk, then I should be getting a discount so I can sell them on for a profit at 100% of the price. Because That's just crazy talk now. I become a retailer at that point. You know, I, you can't you can't tell me that you you, you know, you go to you go to so let's say Sainsbury's, which is a supermarket in the UK. You don't go there and buy a loaf of bread that they have then bought from Tesco, another supermarket, for the exact same price. You don't do that. Or why would you go to it and buy it at 200% of the price? Because I always set stuff at 100% extra. So why would you you know, go there and buy it for double when you could just go to the place, and, you know, Tesco in the first place? And I think that seems to be something that's missed. And we are buying directly from um, ship manufacturers. We're not buying from a station and saying, oh, yeah, I'll just buy these and I'll take them with me. Like, oh, yeah, I'll just do that. It's not what you do. You don't do your weekly shop and then pick up a few more things to then sell on. Mm. If you want to buy and sell in bulk, then you get a discount because you're buying directly. You're cutting out the middleman. Isn't there then a problem, though, that you could buy them at a discount and then use them yourself? Exactly. So you would effectively give all all commanders who have the carrier discount on all ships. Um, well, you say that, but then you'd buy them, but you'd have to buy them from yourself in... Um, and I suppose you'd get the money back in a way. No, because if if like 100% was the... Um, or mm, you buy them at a discount and then you sell them, hang on, but you have to sell them at a slightly higher price, for example, then it starts to mitigate that. Um, but even mm. still, I've had to spend 5 billion credits um, in the first place. Uh, I'm probably pretty savvy with my money, and... There's plenty of examples of shop owners who will sell themselves stock minus VAT because that's acceptable. So th- th- there's plenty of examples of doing that. Um, you can't tell me if someone someone owns a convenience store that they wouldn't, um, you know, have some extra for themselves. Or or even or even to make the point of saying, okay, if you're telling me that you think that I'm too dumb to do this right, and you give me the options of prepackages then make that an option, not a forced choice. So that I like I can choose A to get your 
pre-package or I can choose to stock exactly how I wish if I want to take the extra time and effort to think it through for myself. Yeah, I mean, why, why shouldn't there be both options? Sure. Well, you know, it, it makes perfect sense. Um, you know, my, my parents have owned a shop in the past and they were able to pick exactly what they wanted to sell um, down to the number of a particular individual product at no point where they forced to buy something else as well that wouldn't necessarily sell. And I think that's um, that, that's kind of where I'm getting at with the, the module packaging and things like that. It just doesn't... It's almost there. I would like to see it broken down and let us just... You know, you could even use the same UI. You could just be like, here are the tiers, click what you want and increase the number of individual modules. Um, and I know, the, the again, the answer that FDF said was, oh, well, it's because we wouldn't want people to... You know, load up and have everything on there, and then when you get there, it's the wrong size Olympic controller. So what you're saying is that Frontier is telling you to blaze the trail they tell you to. No, not saying that at all. I'm just saying that <laughs> they um, they think that uh, there might be mistakes made that could be frustrating for people. You see, um, I, would, I, I think would, it's our mistake. I, I would quite like to take it a, a, a stage further in a sense that if, if Plater knows how to build ships properly and he knows what modules are required, why can't Plater sort of order the parts, build the ships and actually sell a finished product with all, all grade A um, modules in it yes, as, as a package here, here. Um, to, to, to anyone who comes along to it? And that, that, that's, proper, that's proper premium um, added mm. value, the sort of thing that you could sell the ship for a bit more for. Hmm. See, I wouldn't want to do that personally. Um, even if, even if I know what I'm doing, I, I always say that I'm not an expert. Um, but if I go, to, say, if I want to make a roast dinner, for example, I will go and buy all the ingredients myself. Um, I won't buy tin. I won't buy like you know tray roast potatoes and do it. I won't buy a pre-roasted chicken. I will do it all myself. Hmm. Um, and that's not necessarily because I think I'll do it better. There are numerous occasions where I've burnt food. I, I, I'm just going to not... I, I, I want to enjoy the process of doing it as well. Um, I feel like, for me, and this is just for me, that that would be where I would lie. And at the same time, um, I don't think I'd want to serve anyone something that I've... Nope, that doesn't work. Sell anyone a pre-race dinner if I was selling it you know, in a restaurant. There's also the other issue with that. Uh, that is the fact that they would obviously have to be pre-engineered ships, right? So you'd have to go into the engine yourself. Mm. Um, otherwise, that would be that that wouldn't be balanced. That's but crossing a whole other line. That that's a whole other other kind of works. <laughs> but the problem <laughs> is, if let's say I wanted to go out and say, "Hey, I want to sell a a cube combo template," or I have this great mining ship. Here's a template for it. But it's really designed to be engineered. There's a good chance that ship's not going to be able to take off the landing pad with in its <laughs> engineered state <laughs> yeah. because the power jump is just too big because uh, there's no engineering at the power plant. Well, so, thank, thank God we have remote engineering available on the carriers. Correct, but it still wouldn't be a, a great experience for like a guy who says, "Okay, I'm not too fa- I'm not too familiar with buying uh, building ships yet, so okay. I'm just going to go. I'm going to build a pre-built, and then you get a, new, a nice new pre-built ship, and just it can't take off. The engine just doesn't have the power to turn on. <laughs> <laughs> that would suck. <laughs> All right, or very I'm, much say, what if it's crap? As well, you've got that as an option. What if it isn't fit for what you want? Then you're going to have to make some changes to it anyway. Um, yeah. Or you'd be like, oh yeah, I like that, but I don't want the hull reinforcements because I may do PVE. So I'm, I'd rather have the space, um, you know, so it's lighter or something like that. Then you'd have to be like, okay, they're selling them back. Uh, they probably want to replace it with something and all that kind of stuff. 
but sort is of in fairness, go ahead. All I was gonna, all I was going to say was, is this perhaps why modules are being uh, you're you're being forced to buy certain modules in packages? And I can't for one moment suggest that I've thought this through with any great depth at all. So brace yourself. Um, <laughs> is this perhaps why certain modules are being sold? You know, modules are being sold in packs because there's a danger that a play you might have a set of modules on board a ship that you could put into a, a ship that would then basically make it unusable and they feel like they need to give people you know, newer players in particular the option to possibly change something out maybe hold uh, your hand all the way through yeah i i feel like that, that that's on the fleet carrier owner that's 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 yeah. their job to ensure that that if they want to sell <laughs> modules that the modules they need to sell um are available on the fleet carrier i i honestly so, feel oh go ahead no go ahead i'm done I honestly feel that the entire ship module selling process from top to bottom, the way that the pricing on it works, the way that you have to buy them in packs, I think all of it's crap. And I think that the reason why it's crap is because we're seeing a half finished product. I truly believe that the other half of that product will come in next era when we have player manufacturing and mm. you have now the ability to generate you can manufacture fuel scoops of exactly whatever the hell size you want and quality you want and then sell them in the exact numbers that you want and i think what we're seeing here is sort of a a okay we're going to throw this out as a placeholder we're going to it's only going to take us you know six months or maybe nine months now to to get to it and then we'll have it then then they'll see that it's good i that maybe maybe i'm dumb but that's what i'm thinking but there could no, be another solution. Sorry, Astra. I was just going to say I don't, I don't think you're, you're you're miles off there, um, Kai, at all. Actually, Go there Astra. could be another there could be another solution. Just do a lot more of what they've already done. Uh, the, if we look at the package system, uh, one of the problems I see right now is, let's say I want that specific uh, module because I want to allow people to build a specific build. But I'm now forced to take a whole range of, of, of similar modules, different classes and different qualities. But what if they just made a lot more packages so that I could get that module in, let's say, 10 different packages and then maybe one of them was like a, here's a good package for like, yeah. So I could mix and match a little bit more so there's a higher chance that I could find the packages I would need where we get like I will need maybe 80 or 60 percent of the modules in that pack I mean it would be a way to go I would still definitely prefer to get individual modules individual ships instead of buying packs but it could be another solution just put in a way more packs so you have more options and then the last thing sort of on the ship selling aspect the, the number one the pricing is off number two being forced to buy packs is dumb number three the chance that you can actually, if you do set up an outpost somewhere out in the middle of nowhere where you can charge a massive uh, special surcharge or whatever, and people will actually want to buy it because they need it way out there, you're still stuck in a spot where you sell five ships and okay, your stock's done, close up the shop, you're done forever. Like there needs to be maybe some way, some mechanism for, even if it takes a week, whatever some mechanism for reloads on on your so sales the dealer sends a sends a type 9 out or a, something with with new modules on wouldn't that be awesome if that was done by a player if they have a player could yeah. take that mission to, to to load up a type 9 and fly 30,000 light years for a massive oh, fantastic wouldn't it oh 
Yeah, at, at the moment, if you sell a ship out of fleet carrier, it just vanishes, doesn't it? <clears throat> it doesn't go yep. back into stock. No, 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 it disappears. No. Mm. So, 100%. So, there is definitely some scope there to make things more interesting. Watherspoon, you're up. What's, what are your changes that you want before June? Some changes that you would like for fleet carriers? Um, think, things that are, clearly, the hunting truckers would love to be able to sell rare goods into a carrier because we have silly things we like doing with that. Our, our, our attempts to persuade Frontier have so far fallen deaf ears um, because they still really feel that rare goods are something that you 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 play with rare goods, you, you make a lot of money with rare goods when you're in a small to medium ship and sort of stocking stocking up 25,000 tons of Hutton mugs isn't really what they had in mind. So, so that's fair enough, I guess. It'd be nice. We'll still continue pestering them, but we, we may not get anywhere. I'm surprised nobody's mentioned yet the uh, jump graphics. Um, if you're outside a ship, you get this beautiful view of a ship disappearing. If you're on board, you get to see a uh, progress counter. Hmm. Mm. I can I just can I just jump <laughs> in on that? I know where you're going. You know what I'm going to say. Don't you? I oh, yeah. love it, and I, I, I'm probably in the minority, but I I love that the inch. I get that people want to stand on the bridge and watch, and I think that should be an option. I, I think you should be able to watch from from the outside. But personally, I, the in ship experience mm. with all the klaxons going and the lights dimming and your cockpit even moves, so you can kind of feel the acceleration when it moves and everything. I think that's absolutely fantastic. I love it. <laughs> I, m- I must say, I, I actually did quite enjoy that it, that experience. I, I'm, I'm just wondering, actually, if the reason they haven't included um, an experience of seeing firsthand going you know, like like the pilot seat of the of the fleet carrier or the mm. observation deck is because that's something else that might tie into the next release of of, of yeah. elite and yeah. and and that there may be opportunities in the next release to to perhaps see some of those things like get out of your ship and and uh, Look, look through the windows and see what's happening in the fleet carrier. Don't, don't watch me because I might cry. I, I completely agree with you. Uh, it's sort of the same thing, honestly, as my thoughts on Plater's thoughts on the ship selling. We're seeing half the product here. I think the other half is going to come in with Next Era. If Elite Feet is a thing with Next Era, I think you're going to have three or four key set pieces on a carrier, and one of them is going to be a bridge that is going to give you a spectacular view of the whole jump situation. Because it, it, it's quite important that this is not the same as as, as the jump you have in a um, uh, a normal ship. This this is this is the inky black thing. This is like um, this is this is like a capital ship jump. It, it, it's 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 the traditional thing with you know kind of like it's far more dramatic. You're ripping a hole in in, in space time and 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 the ship moves through that hole in space time. This mm. could be very very dramatic. Mm. I'm hoping so. Yeah, it'd yeah. Be, it's exciting. Down to Earth. Yes. Your thoughts. What do you want fixed with fleet carriers before June? The inter- the interface for setting prices and <laughs> dumping cash. <laughs> oh my god. Oh I love my you. god. I love you. I, I I it had to be mentioned because <laughs> the way it is right now, sitting with your finger glued to the plus sign mm-hmm. for 15 minutes straight <laughs> it's not a good user experience i'm sorry but there so are you... numerous ways that this could be solved i i i can't for the life of me figure out why it it, it hasn't been why it is like it is the only like the only way i can i can see why they would do it this way is because they don't want to 
They don't want to break uh, to break the game interface, break the, the quotation marks immersion by having a keyboard pop up for console players. So I saw this first mentioned in Plater's live stream. Oh, Jesus. So far back. Like, yeah, day one, day one, day one, I guess. Day one. And then Plater said it so perfectly in the last uh, round of our discussion on this. And then he said it again on his streams for Beta 2. It's like, hey, mate, give us a number pad. It's yeah. not that hard. <laughs> and also, it doesn't break immersion if you're on console, because how do you think console players type in names of so systems names. on the Galaxy yeah. map? Yeah, sure. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, surely. It's, it's, it's a non-issue. It's, it's a non-reason. It's, non it's just a, you already have the mechanic built in. But we don't know if that's the reason. I'm just, I'm right now we're just assuming that is the reason. I, I, I can't... I've heard it somewhere. Hmm. Okay, okay. It, it might be that that is, that is the case, but... If they don't want to do that, then design some interface, a a, a pop-up numpad on the screen somewhere that, that looks like it's part of the actual interface. That could work. Anything that doesn't have people sitting, waiting minutes mm. to dial it a price. Yes. I mean, this, this reminds me, there's probably no one here who's ever seen it, but there was a, a like a comedy sketch made in, in, in Denmark that... Um, that the Danish task government now made this new app, and they 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 made this like they clearly tried to to come up with the most ridiculous um, user interface they could, like as part of the comedy sketch, right? And one of the things were when you have to to to, uh, to type in how much money you've earned, how much tax you have to pay, it was like a like a swipe thing on uh, on your phone. This is is e equivalent bad user experience. So, <laughs> I really, really hope they're going to find a solution for that. Mm. As we also, we, we briefly talked about it before the stream. If they don't, I'm going to write a piece of code <laughs> that's basically like an auto-clicker that's just going to sit and click up to a certain percentage. Yeah. <clears throat> it's... It, it, I mean, we, we've all seen Commander Mgrams from, from AXI, the video that he did where he set it to like the nice little bossa nova music and it's a 15 minute long of him just holding the plus button. It's like 15 <laughs> yeah. minutes and 23 yeah. seconds or something. I talked about it with, with Bruce earlier in the week and A, they have seen that exact video. They are well aware. And B, they are absolutely giving it attention. So... Fingers okay. crossed. Look for good things. Look for good news soon, TM. TM. Yeah, but you are absolutely right, uh, Astro. That is one of the three biggies for me. Um, <clears throat> all right. That, that's my biggest thing that I feel like that, that must change because <laughs> so it's not game-breaking for the fleet carers. It's just really, really annoying. <laughs> really, really annoying, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So... We already, two people already covered my two biggies, two of my three, I had three biggies, three big things that I wanted fixed before the June launch. The first was move the fuel. Come on, that's just whatever. And yes, it's already all been said. The second was <laughs> don't make me sit there for 15 minutes on the plus button, fix that interface completely. And the third is why am I paying a bridge crew millions of credits a week and they will only literally say where do i go now boss and i say one jump that way and they say okay cool 
And then I say, hey, you know what? Actually, I want you to just go to there. It's going to take nine jumps. Oh, uh, uh, hold on. Come back to me in 20 minutes and we'll talk. Like, <laughs> that seems crazy. That's just dumb. Like, if I tell my bridge crew that is getting paid millions of credits a week, hey, I want you to go to Colonia. And they say, I can't go that far. I can make one jump. And then after that, I'm going to need you to tell me where are we going? And then one jump, where are we going? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to find that little button that says fire this person. And we'll see if the next guy can do a better job. <laughs> but it's union rules. Union rules. Union rules. Sorry, uh, Kai, Kai, it, it's a union thing. You know, they, yeah, are, they yeah. have to have their coffee break after every single jump. See, here's the thing. You, you, you guys are European. So, like, for you, unions, <laughs> unions are a much stronger idea. In America, they handle them like belter loaders. They just throw them out the airlock and say, who wants to join the new union? Yeah, they pretty much do that here. <laughs> All right. I got everyone down for question six. So that brings us to question seven. So I have one oh, thing. Go for it. Because it's actually quite interesting with the whole doing multiple jumps mm. um, versus the whole fuel tank discussion we had earlier with, with if you could resize the fuel tank versus transferring in. Because resizing the fuel tank and also allowing to plot multiple jumps I don't think we're going to see that because I think what Frontier is afraid of is that you say, oh, I want to go to Colonia. I'm just going to increase my fuel tank to, to massive size, dump a bunch of fuel in there, click Colonia, go to bed and uh, see you next morning or whatever, how much time it's going to take, right? So I think even if we were to see um, multiple jumps, we would we wouldn't be able to have a, a larger fuel tank because then you would be able to do these massive, massive um, auto-flying uh, routes. It would make the galaxy feel a lot smaller, I think. Um, but if the fuel tank stayed the size it is, um, and you had to manually log in, transfer fuel, and plan the next jump, I mean that means you could only do legs of, what, 2,000-ish light years at a time that you could plot. You wouldn't be able to go all the way to Colonia because you would have to jump in every 2,000 light years to refuel the tank. Does that make sense? I, I get where you're going at, but the whole concept of everything that they've talked about with fleet carriers, we're talking about how you can be on the other end of the galaxy and you could just give them through this remote instructions. You can tell them what to do and they'll do stuff and they're persistent and they're always working even when you're asleep and they're across every platform and that's why you're paying them millions of credits. For me, all of that, you're saying they're fully functional and autonomous, which is why we're paying them all the money, in which case... It, it just seems odd for me that they're fully functional and autonomous. They can sell ships, they can buy goods, they can sell stolen goods, they can repair stuff, they can throw limpets out by the, the, the thousands, but they can't do what I tell them to when it comes to just these two very specific things. Go somewhere and use gas. That, to me, the fact that they can do everything else, it, it's, it's just incongruous that... And, and I get maybe you're saying, yeah, maybe they just don't want you to have that ability as a game mechanic. It just it doesn't it doesn't feel right to me. What about uh, if, you could, I, if you could queue up sort of five jumps in advance rather than like a whole a whole yeah. long journey? Would you be happy I mean, with that? Well, of, of course, the, it's a spectrum. And I mean, it's I've already stated fleet carriers as they are now. I'm going to buy one. So mm -hmm. it's it, this is just mm. a spectrum and anything on the spectrum, if you say. All right. Do you want it to be able to do 50 jumps? Hell yes. Would you be happy with 25? Sure. Would you accept 10? Okay. 
Mm-hmm. If you only got five, five is better than one. So like minus eight, six, final offer. <laughs> so, <laughs> wait, did I just give back Louisiana? What's going on? <laughs> uh, like, no, but I mean, it's just a situation to me of it's a spectrum. I think they should be. I think it should be all the way over. But if they have legitimate feelings, why they want to limit that spectrum? Fine, but maybe. I just I'm, I'm pushing for more on that spectrum. I really think Frontier is afraid that a galaxy is going to, uh, quote unquote, shrink a lot yeah. if you allow yeah, people to just yeah. auto jump to Beagle Point if that's what they wanted to. I just go on vacation for a weekend or something. It's not an adventure anymore. No, exactly. Mm, mm. They want you to play the game they have spent many, many hours making and putting lots yeah. of pretty things in. Um, and. It, it again comes the exploration thing. If the um, exploration is probably more about the journey than the destination, uh, if anything, really distant worlds, distant worlds two would have would have told us that it's more about the journey. Um, you know, p- people are going because other people are going, and they get cool stuff along the way. And then when they get there, yeah, I've done it. That would disappear very quickly. Um, you know, you'd be like, a, right, cool guys, we're going on an expedition. Everyone get on the ship. We'll be there tomorrow. Here's some sleeping pills. But if you do that, you're not getting any exploration data on the way. You're not seeing the sites. You're not doing yeah. any of stuff. So for me, I don't I don't look at that as shrinking the world because I look at that as like, well, you didn't do anything there. You just you literally like you saw two systems. You saw the takeoff system and the ending system, but you didn't see anything in between. So I don't feel like it's shrinking the world. Like if we were in a situation where we had uncovered 70 percent of the galaxy. OK, yeah, I get it. But we've uncovered less than half of 1%. I just don't, it doesn't feel to me like the idea, and I've heard that before discussed from people, that the idea that traveling in a fleet carrier is making the galaxy shorter, I, it doesn't feel to me that it is because you haven't done anything on that trip. If you, ju- It just gets you a different place to start your journey. Anything that's meaningful in this game to me happens in the cockpit of my ship, not in the fleet carrier. But maybe I just have a warped or like a different viewpoint on that than than most. I can see both I, sides, to be honest. Like, I, I yeah. totally get what you're saying. I can see both sides. <clears throat> yeah, but it is letting the genie, genie out of the bottle. If you let people fly across the galaxy while they're logged out, okay. then yeah. Yeah, that'll be the end of it. Yeah. I mean, I definitely see, no questions, it is a cheat or a workaround for the whole, you have to go 5,000 light years before Palin hmm. will talk to you. That, I get, I, I cop to that 100%, but look, that's still a doable thing with fleet carriers regardless. But I just don't feel like, if I go to, I, I flew to Beagle Point. I flew to Sag A and then from Sag A to Beagle Point and, and, and out to Salome's Reach and did all that stuff. And like, if I were to do it in a fleet carrier, <clears throat> A, like I said, I wouldn't have all that cartographic data. I wouldn't have all that whatever. I would just have the cartographic data for, you know, say, uh, Deso, And then again, for maybe if I got out and refueled and stuff at Colonia and then got out and, and did, you know, Salome's Reach. So, so Beagle Point system. That's so, okay, congratulations. You've now experienced three systems. It's not, it's not like I've, like, I, but no, I experienced hundreds of systems between A and B. I mean, I think what I think will happen is if 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 I, for, for instance, say, oh, I really want to go and visit that nebula or that I want to visit Sag A, <laughs> and 
now I now feel I have to go and visit Sagay. I, I want to go and visit Sagay, but I'm going to get that whole exploration along the way. I'm going to explore some systems because I have to fly there anyway. However, if there was a shuttle service with the fleet carriages leaving once a week for Sagittarius A, so I could go and could see it and I could be back uh, back in a few days. It's kind of like the same. I mean, if I, if I had to go uh, go to the US, I would take a plane. I would take, uh, I would fall asleep on the plane. I would wake up, ta-da, now in the US. I wouldn't take a boat. Right. Or swim. <laughs> but, because it would take too long. Because, because there is a faster, more convenient way to get to where I want to go. And if I had decided to take a boat list, uh, and or, or travel with train or something, I might have experienced a lot of things along the way mm-hmm. that I wouldn't if I had taken the plane. Or the, yeah, the, the plane. So I think that's kind of the, the thing Frontier is, is afraid of, that, that people are just going to go, hey, I really want to go and see that thing, so I'm just going to take whatever fleet player is going <coughs> to take me there, see the thing, go back. And people are not going to experience the whole exploration journey um, as much anymore. But I could definitely see your point that that there will still be backpackers that's my point you still have backpackers who travel by train and go and explore the world but most people are still going to take the plane if they want to travel somewhere i i totally see your point as well i just to me that's so foreign i would never want to do that way if someone said hey you want to fly out to to beagle point or do you want to take this fleet carrier i would i would never pick option b but i guess maybe some would all right fair enough so it, just real quick before I close this one out and we move on to seven, because seven's a biggie. It, does anybody have anything else that they're like, hey, I want to see this before June? Did we cover everything? I think so. I think we're done, yeah. All right. So we're going to start with the burrs. This is seven is going to be a two-parter. It's a biggie. Number one, what would you like to see added post-launch? So after June to continue the expanding uses and abilities of this asset. And number two... What do you foresee front de- uh, FDev to put into the lore narrative of the game Why going forward? That will be good. you're lining me up. <laughs> Did I? I don't. I, I what? Whatever do you mean? You're telling Kai knows. I have very specific thoughts on this. Ah, right. At the very least, um, post carrier launch. Um, I very, very, very much, and I say this as someone who doesn't particularly go fighting Thargoids, but I want to see the Thargoid, I want to see the Thargoids continue their, whatever it is they're doing. Um, They've completely stopped where they are at the moment. And I firmly believe, and dear God, hope against hope, that one of the reasons we've got carriers now is that we're going to use them as a forward operating base to push into Thargoid space. Finally, I was, so I was thinking. So we have. Absolutely... Sorry, I was thinking. So it's easier for us to run, but hey, <laughs> each to their own. <laughs> yeah, hey, you yeah. say potato. I was going to fight them. Just <laughs> you, you say potato. I say hand grenade. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, th- I, I that I firmly believe is a thing that needs to happen, and I really, really, really hope that that is what's going to happen. That the at the, at the very least. The Thargoids are gonna are gonna start up again and start being active and start pushing, um, pushing us out of areas we want to be in. And I really, really, really want carriers to be forward operating bases for the for a counter attack and for a move into Barnard's Loop. All right, so that's seven B. You've answered the hell out of that. Oh, have I? Is that was I not meant to? No, no, you were. There were two, but there were two parts, and you. So oh, you, okay. You've answered seven B. Let's okay. hear your 7A. What do you want to see 
after June, fleet care, what do you want added or changed to fleet carriers to add to their... God, there's a question. Small one. Go on, go. Mine's, mine's quite specific. Can oh, we have oh. it? I know I know, we can't drive it, but can we align it somehow when it comes into a system? I know we're never going to have it, but I'd really like to actually be able to line my carrier up a bit nicer. They come in at the most awkward of angles. So you can get some nice lighting on it. <laughs> yeah, so I can get sure, some nice yeah. lighting. I'd really like to be able to tweak the angle it comes in. I know it's never going to happen, but that's what I'd like. Oh, I think there's no reason to think that that couldn't happen. Just like a like a in, under the management screen or whatever, when they add in the, the bridge, you have like a little gyroscope or whatever, and you can kind of love that. align it however. Yeah, just line my gyroscope up on my bridge. Mm. I'd be quite happy then. Get the right lighting. That, that sounded a little... Never mind. All right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Moving All on. Right. All right. Pl- uh, Plater, you're up. 7A and B. Okay, cool. Well, A, um, for what I'd like added, um, I would like some more precise control um, over the carrier. There's a few things where I'm a little bit like, oh, oh I wish I could do that instead. Um, some customizations would be nice too. Um, obviously, we're all speculating that what we've seen parked up in the, those carried carrier vendor systems are going to be what we're getting as... Um, the, the visual options and they'll look like that and we'll be able to use them apply one of them um, i'm hoping that it's a full-on kit bash scenario where we can just pick different sections um mm. you know all so, built around that core landing just, pad just a little spoiler for you plater you absolutely can uh tim slipped up and gave confirmation of that in the live stream uh a week ago i'll link you the the exact spot but go uh, ahead fired yeah, um, so that, that's kind of exactly what, what what I would like, and I think that'd be quite nice. Um, plus, you know, I better get a bloody gold paint job for it, otherwise I'm going to be livid. <laughs> I, I, I need a gold carrier to go along with a gold Corvette. It has to be done. It has to be that way. Deployed yeah, is only drenched in gold. Um, <laughs> that's his thing. So that would be lovely. Um, as for kind of the, the B part of it, um, I'm gonna, as no surprise, agree with Burr. Um, and so, I know, weird, right? Weird. It's really fun. Um, I would like to see a reason to have them actually jump places, right? Like that kind of like a, oh, dude, you need to get here because this is going down. You know, that kind of that immediate thing. Um, and as a BGS player, there is going to be plenty of that, but there's going to be no sense of urgency. There's going to be no kind of um, necessity as such for BGS because it's quite a small little bubble. But that jumping over to um, towards uh, Witchhead Nebula, um, Barnard's Leap and being like, okay, cool, right, it's time to go and throw down. Um, that would be good. That's, that's something that I would be, uh, be well and truly up for. Um, of course, there would need to be some tweaks with regards to guardian weaponry being available on them and all that kind of stuff in there as well um but different different varieties of carriers different looks would be good i guess but yeah i think that's that's the key kind of thoughts on that one Mm. okay all right so when you said just just to clarify a point when you said there's some little things that i would like to have more control of obviously you've already mentioned on this the ship sales and the module sales aspect is there any other little sort of granular things that you want to sort of specifically call out that you would like to see more with more, um, more I, I, mean, I would also like to be able to have the um the ability to buy and sell the same commodity um and, mm. and use what i'm buying as stock for what i'm selling that would be lovely um that that kind of 
because otherwise it's extra micromanagement and that's what i mean i, I kind of i want a bit of automation built in so i don't have to micromanage as much or i set it up i do all of the micromanagement and then we get to sit there and watch it do mm. um so i i think that's my my kind of thoughts around that is that i, I want to kind of have a bit more a little bit of tweaking, maybe have purple weapons and gold paint job. Like I said, you know, purple weapons, all about that. Um, and and oh, let me use it in combat. Why not? It'd be horrific. But, <laughs> but then give me a reason to use it in combat, such as the you drop into a hugely infested Thargoid system, and from the get go, it's it's um, an absolute poo show. Um, you know, it, literally, things are kicking off all over the place, and your carrier is keeping things at bay. Um, you know, if you want to get off, you can go and join in. Uh, I, I would love to see that as part of the part of the Thargoid story. Um, plus, you know, Thargoid motherships. Oh, <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Rini, you had something else on that. Actually, I've got two little ones that I'd like to add in just for me. Can we please have an option to change the operator's voice? Because it drives me nuts. I don't like it at all. So I'd, mm. can we change, be able to change the voice that does all the announcements? Can we have some robot E-Man? The little robot E-Man is it's a very small voice for a very, very big thing that's happening and I don't think it, it just doesn't feel right. And I also... William t- Shatner. <laughs> yeah. I want Wotherspoon so flying options. mine. I don't know about anyone else. Well, I also record our own. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I just want mine to have I want mine to have the voice of Floyd that just as soon as I jump into any system it says ramming speed. Yeah. <laughs> if only we could actually do that. Eh? I would like to see I would like to see some movement in um normal space, not just the, the jumps. Because um, mm. it's gotta have maneuvering thrusters, hasn't it? It's got to. Yeah. 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 Can they sort of put some sort of engine? stuff on the back of the engine so that when it moves like megaships they've got something actually happening with the thrusters or trails or making the engines look like they're actually doing something there's no there's no impact of charging up whereas you get it with everything else in the game so you know what i'm I'm picturing as you say that rini um in season two two i think two or yeah two of uh of uh the expanse when they spoilers. fire up. Spoilers for anyone. Wait. Spoilers. Oh, just anyone sorry. else. Sorry, sorry. Oh, this is just... for five seconds. Yeah. <laughs> when uh, and this isn't giving away any plot hole story. I, I'm just literally when they fire up the big engines on the Novu, that yes. just a massive burst of you know yeah. engine like that. Yeah. No, no, no story. No story spoilers. Just no, no, no. talking about an engine on a big thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Sorry. Speaking of my carrier is about to move. <laughs> nice. See, it should be far enough. It's thrusters yeah. and trails and stuff. Mm, Engines. Okay. All right. Down to earth. You're up. What do you, <laughs> so what do you want, A, after launch, and B, story-wise, tied into that? Um, <laughs> sorry. Sorry, I just rubbed into a nap. You can let us sidewind. I just rammed yourself on, on my ship. Allah, <laughs> 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 um i have two things i would like to see added to fleet carriers um Mm. first of all allowing the owner to set a model of the day or message of the day kind of thing Mm. oh god Um, yeah because if i'm I'm planning to use my as a very very public carrier um where uh, it might be doing different things allowing you to maybe post jump schedules or something like that where I could post a small message. I mean, there's already a, a, a nice uh, spot for it right there in, in, in the center when you dock. Some small message. 
Um, I know user-generated input into the game that did pose some, some issues, but they kind of already allow it in squadrons, so... Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I, I would really like to see something like that. In the more long term of the bigger things, um, mini carriers, a smaller carrier you can buy for, for less that would then have significantly less cargo space, so you would be more restricted in um, in what modules you can fit. I mean, the carriers we have now, you can fit every single service with plenty of room to spare, hmm. but have one where the internal storage space in it was so confined that that you couldn't fit everything you would have to choose and it would then be significantly cheaper and less jump range whatever right something along those lines i think would be a, like an entry-level carrier would be nice i think yeah so maybe carrier... something for... oh go ahead well so if the carrier that we have at the moment is kind of like the anaconda of carriers we could have a kind of crate phantom carrier Type. Yeah, exactly. What if you had a what if you had a, a little carrier for like two billion credits that could just do like you know it, instead of having twenty five thousand tons, you had you know ten thousand tons and had just a, like three you, you could have three services or whatever. That'd be neat. It, alternatively, just different types of the of the same size that we already have. So I could get one with more jump range and bigger fuel tank, uh, but it had less storage for other things. Or mm. maybe some services were outright just not available on that carrier. Um, mm. So that you, like, you, okay, you bought this variant of the carrier. Well, the redemption office is just not available on that mm. service for whatever reason they can come up with. Um, All right. Lore-wise, I hope that uh, we're going to be able to see... Sorry for the background noise there. Um, I hope we're going to be able to see more lore-related or more events happening um, further from the bubble now. So mm. it could be like, oh, in a few days, as as, as Burr also said, a few days, something's going to go down in that area. Everybody aboard the carrier, because now we're going to get you flying out there so you can take part in this event. Um, because it will also force people to think about what to bring before they go to the event. It's not just going to be, oh, now we know exactly how to to min-max the way out of this, because we already know what, after the event route. is launched, right? Hmm. <clears throat> okay. I dig it. I just, sorry, I just jumped in on my carrier and it disappeared in front of me. Just, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, well, I'm that's, out! That's five <laughs> billion <laughs> down the drain. <laughs> you didn't, uh, you didn't know it. You didn't know it, but... <laughs> Platers actually had a crew infiltrate your carrier, and they've now commandeered it for the glory of Ployd. That does not surprise me in the slightest. Okay, mm -hmm. it's 300 yards to my to my right for some reason. It literally popped. God damn it, Plater, leave it alone. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Watherspoon. So your thoughts on what you want added to fleet carriers after launch, and what you would like to see story-wise, lore-wise, how would you like to see FDev give us some curveballs to use them? Well, I definitely want to see some people with furry dice, spoilers, reverse bikes, <laughs> <laughs> some really tacky paint jobs, all that sort of stuff on their carriers. So you can tell them apart and you can have a good laugh at them. Um, so, oh, I don't know. Um, the, the original version of uh, fleet carriers had support ships. I don't think that's ever likely to come back again. It seems a terrible no. shame that that's been... You know, they were clearly developed, and, uh -huh. uh, and and they don't seem ever likely to come back again. But, you know, 
you know, sort of let's let's set oh. our set our our sort of goals high. Let's let's say I'd like to see my fleet carriers being able to land on Earth-like planets, mm. um, and uh, and I'd probably like to see the Panther Clipper. Okay. Oh, because, well, I, because okay. yeah, yeah, Panther Clipper. That's that's, <laughs> that's 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 something we've been waiting for for five years now. It's got to make it eventually. I think a, yeah. a Panther Clipper may actually sort of fall into the category of that Down to Earth was talking about, which is sort of a yeah. a, a mini carrier. I think a Panther a Panther Clipper could conceivably be one variation of what a mini carrier would possibly look like. But then, then you do need to. I mean, it's a bit like the difference between a planet and a star. There's a point at which it stops being a ship that you can fly around, and it starts to being a space station. And I would like something you, can, something more you can fly around with. I mean, it's a long time sure. since yeah. we since we actually had a new ship in the in the game. Yeah, in fact, it's yeah. more than a year. It, it is. Yeah. yeah, it was uh, like 17 months ago. The where yeah. when they put yeah. in the Mamba and the Crate Phantom together. That's right. Yeah. Yeah, man. All right. So, and 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 lore-wise, that, oh, that's lore wise, yes, golly, yes, yes, lore. Um, it'd be quite nice if there was some lore. Uh, there isn't any at all. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, um, no jail. No jail. Oh, <laughs> oh my god. It's it, it, it's been uh, oh, I don't know, sort of pretty much a year now that the Thargoids stopped doing their thing. The Guardians <laughs> kind of stopped stopped sort of giving us puzzles canon stopped getting getting things to solve um we were given interstellar initiatives that was kind of good and interstellar initiatives were, were rich storytelling uh, there were there were kind of four of them and and they had they had things to do they had some background they had they they, they, they were definitely uh, a kind of something that brought the galaxy to life and and that, that let us let us kind of believe that it was a, it was a living galaxy and then that all stopped at the end of last year and this year there's been absolutely nothing at all i hope i hope very much that the reason that everything stopped is because the plot of what is going to happen in the galaxy is intimately tied to fleet carriers and because fleet carriers were delayed yeah. for 18 months we're now we're now sort of in that fallow period where we're waiting for fleet carriers to arrive not for the new era to arrive um, I, I would be absolutely amazed if, come June, when this stuff all goes live, that there isn't something new for us to explore in the galaxy. Something new. It's got to be, isn't it? <laughs> it, it, it? It'd be great. And, and, and uh, fair, fair enough, Thargoids. That's 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 great. Um, Guardians at the moment are really just a source for weaponry. The, there's some more story behind them, I'm sure. Mm. Um, but then, then also the Empire, the Alliance, the Federation—that's that's superpowers. They were they were at each other's throats, and then they all mm. sort of stopped to because of the Thargoids threat, and then the Thargoids went away, and the Empire, the Alliance, and the Federation continued to sort of just sort of keep their arms folded and well, really don't care. Mm. It'd be nice to see some of that coming back to life again as well. And 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 I I do. I do firmly believe that there is a story planned, that there was at least a 10-year story planned in the galaxy, um, and that it, it's simply been put on hold because it, 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 it kind of took a bit longer to develop some of the assets than than, than they were hoping. So, mm. fingers crossed. So, so do you think basically the story outran the, the yeah. new, new patches? Yeah, yeah absolutely. I because before that, but that makes sense, yeah. Because the Thargoids sort of started attacking in the Pleiades, mm. and then they got into the bubble, 
and they they pretty much got up to Saul, and they were all kind of round Saul, and then they thought, well, hey, let's go back to the Witchhead Nebula. Yeah, because... this is no fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because the next yeah. bit of the story isn't ready for us yet. Yeah. yeah, we're supposed to set fire to this little blue rock, but not yet. We gotta wait. Okay, yeah. it's, back up. It's like it's like any open world uh, game where the, some some big major plotline uh, quest is about to happen, and then the main uh, like the player that decides to go side quest for like two days. <laughs> and then you, <laughs> all the you're standing are like, "Come on, guys!" <laughs> or or also when you get those big MMOs like you know Wow or Final Fantasy 14 mm. or whatever where it's like you get to the point at the end of like okay we've got the expansion that comes out and you rush to the end and it's like okay and now we've just killed the big baddie on his ice throne and now we look over here and we see that the next one we have to fight is over that ridge and then it's like cut to two years later when they're like and now we're gonna go over that ridge (laughs) (laughs) you knew you had to what why did you because they're like we have a lot of programmers that have to make these zones just give us a break Mm, (laughs) you know absolutely so that answer is that is exactly why I want to have Watherspoon's babies. I knew I had a bet with myself. <laughs> I, I had a bet with myself that his answer was going to be lore and narrative. Is that still a thing? So yeah, yeah, okay. Uh, so I'm 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 back and clean up on this one here. So I'm going to do it backwards because I wrote the questions in a dumb way. Everyone's done it backwards because it makes more sense. What do I foresee FDev putting into the game? A hundred percent. I foresee them unlocking some areas in the coal 70 sector i think we're going to get sometime between june and well now i guess march but probably around december anyways i think they might just kind of do it on on a similar schedule we're going to see a ramp up of a story we're going to see thargoids hit hard maybe some kind of a set piece of burn the bubble where they come and attack earth but without really doing any damage to the mechanisms of how the bubble works or or limited and then there's going to be a counter narrative where some some you know we push them off and then we follow them back and now we unlock five or six or ten or twelve systems in the coal 70 sector that are way deep in that you need your carrier to go in there and take the fight to them and it's going to be a whole other thing some whole new mode some whole new interesting whatever um what else would I like to see FDev bring in lore-wise, narrative-wise? I don't think that this is going to be... This isn't a direct thing, like, tied... Go ahead. Oh, you're just chopping off. Is that just on my end? No, I think it's I think it's fixed now. Say something, Kai. Okay. Go hello, ahead, hello. Go. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, all good, mate. Yep. Oh, sorry. Um, all right, so as far as the other thing of what would I like to see, this isn't directly tied into between now and next era. I think that stuff with the Thargoids I just said was tied into next era. But here's what I would really, really love to see long-term at some point, a year from now, six years from now, whatever. I would love to see us encounter an alien race that we don't just shoot at. I would love to see us encounter an alien race of refugees that are running away from the Thargoids and that we have meaningful interactions where we're helping them. We're loading up our fleet carriers with supplies and we're bringing it out to them, to their homeworld, to help them rebuild or to help there them. Is a theory. There is a theory that the Thargoids that we've encountered are the ones who are running away. Yeah, the second variant. Yeah, I've heard that, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, there's what the... <clears throat> 
There's there's a name for it. It's not the, the origins and the Claxians. There you go. Ones, no. Yeah. No, I, I, some of you guys have been with the game for forever. Uh, you have to help me refresh my memory. If I recall correctly, I'm pretty sure when Thargoids were announced that they would return, like years ago now, Frontier said that they would the way they would act would depend on our actions. Correct. Yes. So, but I never really felt like we got as a community the option. I mean, I at least me as a player, I never got the feeling that I had the option to. Bring, to go and do something else than shoot at them. They will mm. shoot at them or do nothing. Yeah. As far as I, I that was at least the, yeah. the experience I got. I yeah. never really feel like I had a choice between active versus passive or, or like, yeah. But I, 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 I agree with you there, Kai. Like having having a, more like we get in the, in the um, what they call, uh, not community goals, the other ones. Interstellar initiative with the goal content. Yes, where you, as a community make a choice between option A and option B based on whether you go to location one or two. Yeah. And I mean, it could literally be, you know, do you want to help them settle in a federation preserve that has, you know, one set of ideas on how they're going to do it or an empire one or like, there's so many things you could do. There's so many things. I would just love to see Re, like meaningful interactions with aliens that did not involve daka 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 or at yeah, least yeah. Have the possibility to not involve daka daka like it could involve daka daka but could, yeah possibly but the way that you do that because the other thing is whenever you say that people immediately go well good luck because the first one that's going to find him is going to be harry potter and then when he shoots them now they are at war with us and it's like no no i can't tell you how many games world of warcraft final fantasy how many mmos have it set up to where each person has their own personal reputation counter with a faction. Oh, for sure, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, yeah. so I come across them and I'm a murdering jerk who just sets fire to them like crazy, they shoot me on sight. But Plater comes across them and he helps them out with food and water and whatever, and they're like, all hail Floyd, we're now part of your auxiliary army. Well, he certainly not be the other way around, But you know, but I, I'm just saying that is a, so that, that story-wise, that's what I would like. What do I want added to carriers themselves uh, just as mechanics to make them better after June? Number one, I would very, very much like uh them to be a part of the ecosystem like i said of part of base building manufacturing whatever to have a lot of interactions there where you can use a fleet carrier in combination with some aspects of bases uh and manufacturing whatnot to 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 make a completely self-sufficient ecosystem i would love to be able to just take burr and rini and Dunkelora and down to earth astronomy and Plater and Watherspoon and say, hey guys, let's all go 30,000 light years that way. We're going to set up our own little hippie commune. We're going to have all our own stuff and we don't need the Federation. We don't need the Empire. We don't need power play and all of that crap. We're going to make our own little hippie utopia where we sit around and smoke onion head and, you know, write poetry or <laughs> whatever it is hippies do. So this no, would be I'm the way that the folks who went out to Colonia really yes. imagined it would be, except that I mean, it, won't, it won't be driven by anybody. It'll be the players who do it for themselves. It, it was. Colonia was that. Colonia was that dream utopia of like, we're not part of your political BS. And then Frontier came out and helped them by supporting them, by bringing the bubble to them, which killed the dream, in my opinion. Yeah, there is there is certainly an argument in that direction. But it, it, it's now too much like a, a small bubble rather than something different and unique. 
Yeah, so that's that's one thing I would really, really like is the ability to have player controlled ecosystem where you're self-sufficient and you don't need to be dependent on any of the other stuff. If you don't if you don't want to be if you want to make your own country for no one, you could do that. That's the first thing. The second thing I would really love, and this is sort of piggybacking on Plater's statement, but it also sort of with a different eye to it and a little bit piggybacking on what Down to Earth said, I would like more player controls over the carrier. When they first announced fleet carriers, it was a squadron asset. And then the forums were on fire with people crying because they're like, well, I'm not going to be able to get one then. And then they said, okay, okay, we'll back off. We'll back off. We'll give you your own personal fleet. Everybody gets one. Nobody gets left out. And I, I get that. I get, I get that. And I actually dig that. I think that it's good that they're player owned so that everyone has the opportunity to get at one. But that sort of took away a lot of the key ideas of the original concept of the carriers. And I would like to still have player owned carriers but to reintroduce some of those controls so that you can legitimately have a squadron carrier. And what I mean by that is roles assigned by the carrier owner. It's still going to be a carrier owner. So if you do the plater, uh, the ployed squadron or the ployed faction carrier or whatever, it's still going to be, you know, it's it's owned by plater. He's the actual each each person, each asset has to have a physical owner, a person that owns that asset. He still owns the asset. But if Plater wants to say, I'm going to have these five ranks on my carrier and this rank, you're allowed to just land and do regular stuff like a squad. Remember, you have no special abilities, but this slightly higher rank, you can take a certain amount or, or, or you can contribute into the wallet and take out. But within like this limit, this rank, you're allowed to deposit or withdraw from the cargo hold but only, you know, like you have your own little walled off section of what's thrown in there. This higher rank, you can access all of the the cargo hold. This higher rank, you can actually schedule and make jumps or do whatever, like sort of customizable Like what you have controls. in squadrons today. Correct. Customizable controls that will allow for, if someone wants to have a squadron fleet carrier, allow for that possibility. So the AXI guys or or whoever, if down to earth astronomy wants to set up some big thing for Terra X and it's in the he's in the process of it, but he's busy at work or whatever and and you know Dunkelora is home and is is available, you know, he can text Dunkel and say, hey man, go set up this, go do whatever. And Dunkel could be like, I'm on it, boss, and go out and get it done. Like I would love to see more granular controls on on the back end that allow for because you you know like i i think the uh, the idea of a squadron carrier is a beautiful thing and i think that you can still have one under the current system if you just make some more control widgets well it's it's certainly true that um the the frontier has been toying with that because that's what they were originally going to do with with Mm -hmm. this uh, uh fleet carriers they were going to be squadron carriers they've clearly come up against some problems um which which might make it difficult. What, what those problems are, I don't know. But clearly, from our perspective, there has to be some some issues with having shared ownership of anything, because you need to somehow make sure that one of the owners, one of the people in charge, doesn't go rogue and kind of go off and sell the asset and keep all the proceeds. Um, so there's there's some stuff to think through. It's definitely something that could be done. It just mm-hmm. depends on how much efforts are going to be required to do it. Mm. 
So, so those are those along with sort of I, I like very much the idea of of uh, I think it was Down to Earth had said that like a, a message board, a message of the day, or whatever. I would mm-hmm. like yeah, yeah some more customizability and i would like to see added to the galaxy map when you filter like okay what what systems have a fleet carrier i would like to be able to click on the galaxy map and it shows these two carriers are in that system this one has a shipyard and outfitting this one doesn't just so you know like hey should i head that way oh neither of these guys have repairs oh this one's got universal cartographics i'll go that way like i would love to see even I understand that that takes a lot of work as far as um, as far as like, you know, putting it in different languages or whatever. But you could do it with symbols. You could literally just do it with the symbols that 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 sort of work for that. And that's that's it, man. Now we're does anybody have anything on that? What I just said, because if not, we're into free talk where we're just going to start going through and look through these questions that Uncle R has been pulling out. Or if you see any questions from your streams. I, thought, I have one that actually just popped up in uh, in stream chat uh, where people ask how we think fleet carriers will interact with the new expansion. And I know at least Kai that we've been talking about it, and uh, I think it could be an interesting one to uh, to go. Over. Um, I can start if you want to. Sure. Um, and again, I I've, I know you have the same opinion, Kai, that I that the fleet carriers is a test bed for some of the stuff that they're going to add in the new expansion. We just seen player to player trading with the market. We, they have been trying out a lot of new things with player-owned um, structures all of a sudden. That's essentially what it is. And we've seen Frontier do this in the past. I mean, we saw before, for instance, before Thargoids were, were introduced into the game, we saw um, fighters being, um, uh, being introduced into the game. So where they would test how does it work having a smaller ship, ship being attached to a bigger ship and then along comes Thargoids with their Thargoids forms. So I, I think this is going to be some kind of test bed where they're going to test out, not saying that we're just going to see free carriers without engines on, on surfaces or something like that, but it's probably going to be more like the idea of having player-owned structures. I think we're going to see a lot more of that in, if this turns out to be uh, a success. That's at least my, uh, my opinion on how free carriers will interact. It will more be a test bed for what's going to come. Hmm. And for sure, stuff like, <clears throat> you know, we've already seen the exploit that, you know, they found where you can sell things and then just mm-hmm. generate a massive wing bonus. And Frontier is already well aware of that, and they're going to fix that. So, likewise, with stuff like adding in a new player, a, tr- a commodity, Tritium, for the first time we have a usable commodity. You know, I think that's they're going to see how they do that and apply that to, okay, we're going to allow people to manufacture some stuff with, you know, see how people cheat with the commodity market and Mm -hmm. and make crazy money in stupid ways. And then like, okay, we'll fix all those loopholes. And six months from now, we're ready to roll that out. I think in next era, you're going to be able to go to any anybody, even people that don't own, don't own a fleet carrier, are going to be able to go to any system market, you know, station, big station, Coriolis, and go up to the market board and create a market order. I want a buy order or a sell order for this stuff. Uh, you're going to see 
player options for, you know, not people that own a fleet carrier. Everyone is going to have some option to access storage in some way, whether it's a small personal house or a rental spot or so. I don't know. But you're, you're going to see that kind of stuff. And yes, this next six to nine months is going to be a unannounced beta where they fix all the bugs so that they can roll it out smooth for everyone. Anybody else? I don't think we're going to see that at all. Okay. What do you think? Um, I I mean, if, if we're talking about kind of what's coming next in the big update, everyone's pretty much on the same page that it's probably going to be space legs, right? <laughs> space I mean, legs, base yeah. building, both. You know, and okay, the base building thing, I'm still reasonably sure that carriers are the base that we're talking about when we talk about base building. Elite Dangerous takes place in space. Why do we not have a base in space? You know, and I think I think that's what it is. And this is it's my opinion. But it seems to be something that everyone talks about. Base building, yeah, base building on a surface of a planet. It's like, yeah, but how much of a pain is that? Having to land on a planet and take off and go back again when you could do it in space. And um, you really want a mobile base, don't you? Well, yeah, who doesn't? Yeah. Well, yeah. That you can take with you wherever you're fighting or whatever. And, and, and if I wanted to store something, why wouldn't I want to store it in space where I can then just jump in and move it and then go and um, do whatever with it? Because otherwise, there is that's the difference between a a space station and a carrier is the mobility. Um, and obviously, plus the other functionality of being able to store stuff, um, you know, both sell ships, both sell modules from, from a point of view. Um, very, very similar. Um, but you can pick it up and you can move it, which is what kind of Elite Dangerous is all about. It's all about moving. It's never about staying in one place forever. Hmm. Um, you know, it's not a like all this time. But yeah, there you go. Just sit in there. Just sit in there, do nothing. It's like, well, this is boring. Well, no. <laughs> that kind of I mean, yeah, you have a home system. Go ahead. Say, I mean, yeah, people have a home system, um, and, and typically that's going to be tied to where their ships are. Yeah, unless they're a BGS player, which no, actually very few people are who play Elite Dangerous. They, they don't quite get the background simulation because it's um, a mathematical art form in itself. And it's that, well, your, your ship's where your home is. Your home's where you hang your hat. Or hang one on my carrier. Hmm. Uh, and I think that's, to me, that is home and that becomes your base. And then, then you kind of go off and you'll you'll use it from there. Um, I do, let's say, with the space legs kind of thing, um, I I think most people know I have reservations about space legs, um, how I think it will exponentially add more downtime to the game and will slow things down a lot of the time. But also at the same time, it will add a, a new kind of layer. And I'm looking at fleet carriers and I'm wondering how they would fit, would fit in to that, knowing that that's probably what's coming. Um, or is atmospheric landings? Um, I don't know what that would look like for fleet carriers, because carriers, they're giant spacecraft, and could you they don't move without moving? And um, uh, I just, I, I'm struggling with that. Uh, I struggle with that kind of, yeah, I could come up with loads of ideas, but it all sounds like Star Citizen or No Man's Sky. Uh, and that's what Elite Dangerous isn't. If that makes sense, you know, it's this oh, real yeah. kind of. It is a different game because the ships are the stars. So we're seem to be Plater, You and I are completely in agreement that the 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 update is going to be 
space legs or elite feet, whatever you want to call it, and base building. But we seem to disagree in that you think that the base building is going to be all carrier based. And I think while some of it might be carrier based, I think we're also going to see planet side bases and or maybe, you know, an asteroid base or something that's floating in orbit somewhere. <laughs> hmm. Which we'll is a really good point. It, it I mean, we'll does actually it's incredible. <clears throat> okay. I mean, oh, what, I, 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 about a year or a year and a half or something back, Frontier put up a um, put up a position. They were looking for some guy who could um, who would be able to write, help them write some some AI, or some some mm-hmm. uh, some bot to drive vehicles around. Um, planets in a system with over four billion star systems yep we're gonna see some activity on on uh, on planet services next era unless i mean unless they've decided now that was quite a bit of time ago they decided to go a completely different route no um, I, I t- totally agree i mean we, we 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 only have the srv at the moment i'm sure we're gonna have a lot more than that i'm sure we're gonna have yes. npcs on the ground mm-hmm. but you know that may not be the whole story it may be that our bases are in space that 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 actually rings very true to me yeah, I mean, both. I, I, I think what we're going to see is a spectrum of, of all of the above. I think we're going to see some stuff added to fleet carriers. We're going to see set pieces and so the ability to add some stuff and do stuff with them. I think we're going to see, likewise, abilities on planet sides and uh, abilities for small sort of a player owned sort of personal shoebox. And it's like, well, why would you want that? That doesn't go anywhere. And it's like, well, because it's tied to this 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 asteroid ring where it's getting resources or this planet where it's pulling you know resources or this yeah. place where it's manufacturing a thing if you're mining that would make sense yes definitely or even for manufacturing mm-hmm. if you're manufacturing something you're going to want it to be sort of plucked down close to the the resource gathering site so that it's like you gather the resources from a you ship it over to b you take that along mm-hmm. with the blueprint to make product c and one thing I, I want to kind of like mention as well is the with the idea of um, things being manufactured and you know we're seeing player to player trading but we're not seeing a player economy yet. Um, the only way for us to have a player economy as such would be to completely ditch NPC markets, apart from bare essentials. So we're talking mm-hmm. like you need some hydrogen or you need some scrap metal, you know, like bare bare essentials where it's kind of like think to world of warcraft right where, where you want to do enchanting you have to buy the bits and bobs to make your enchanting world before you go off and do it but then once you're doing it that's it everything else is obtained from the world you make it you sell it to other players or you yourself and i would be okay with that i would be okay for there to be like a okay this is the stock that we have here stations suddenly get set with having stock levels of different stuff Okay, you can buy it from them, but once you've bought it from them, the only way for it to be replaced is for a player to then go and sell it or fulfill a purchase order that the station has put up in the um, in the mission board. Where you go, you do it, you do your mining, you take it back. That would be that would be incredible to me. I am totally up for that. Um, how would that work with what we all have so far, um, with regards to what ships we have, all that kind of stuff? It'd be it'd be mad, incredible to see. I think a really interesting idea. So either that or an alternative would be all of the same stuff is still available from NPC stations, but it's 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 set up in such a way that you can buy this fuel scoop from an NPC station and it's going to cost you 800,000 credits. The same thing would be 
manufacturable such that a player would probably be selling it for 300,000 credits, in which case people would, even though it's still available everywhere, they would be hunting out other players to buy from because you're getting a better price. Mm. Or, 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 or have a mixture where you have a small number of um, NPCs automatically restocking, but on a very slow schedule. So, you know, if you want to do it in a sensible time, you get players to boost that. I mean, you have yeah. a certain amount of that in EVE already, where if you go inside of... the, if you, Like, all of the trading in EVE pretty much happens... Most of it happens at, uh, at Jitta, but it's like... The, the stuff like if you buy stuff out in Nullsec, you can get most things so much cheaper because it's like this is like the spot where you go to, but it it takes the effort to go out and find it where 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 the players are sort of out there doing it. If you you pay the premium, if you want to go, just buy it at the mall. <clears throat> so I'm seeing here a question: When will this release for PS4? So if you're talking about the fleet carrier expansion itself or or update itself. It is not listed yet exactly when, other than to say sometime in June. So, yeah. so my guess is it's going to be June the the uh, the, the second uh, Tuesday, uh, which is June. Let me just look to make sure. The thing that I've been saying is I think it's going to be June the sixteenth. Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if it's the twenty third, but I think it's going to be toward the end of June because. Okay. So far, they have been they've been doing like they're fixing all the major stuff. Like they've the tweaked upkeep, they've added some things here and there, U U C and all that stuff. Now comes the sit and polish out all the small bugs. Like uh, when you sell something to uh, to the fleet carrier market, it doesn't always remove it, it from the. It, it, it doesn't show that it's been removed from your cargo hold right away. It takes like a, like a, a minute or something. Like, there's some like minor things, some buttons that are not completely working as they should always here and there. Those kind of things. And that takes time. That takes a lot of time to fix small bugs like that. Mm. So looking okay. through some of these other, other questions here, I'm seeing the fuel transfer. We've already addressed that. Uh, will the hotspots persist from beta to the live game? We've already addressed that. They will absolutely change every time the well, amounts of this stuff they, is... They may stay the same unless unless they rebalance the amount of tritium available. <coughs> so we can't be sure either way, really. But no. keep your fingers crossed. It might do. Yeah. They will change any time they change what's there or the amount there. So if they change the amount, it'll change. If the amount is the same, then it may be the same. Um... I have one comment though to that. Sure. For all the people out there who are now sitting thinking, "Oh no, what am I gonna do after the June update? I where can I where I'm gonna get my uh, my 200 low temperature diamonds per hour?" There are already people working on mapping all overlapping hotspots, regardless of type. So we have a list of where do we have triple overlaps, and then as soon as the patch hits, just run to all those spots and check <coughs> if any of them are triple. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, yes, right after right after the launch, you probably won't be able to go out and have your uh, your usual uh, gold mining spot or whatever. But give it a week, max two, mm-hmm. then we're back in business. I think. Completely agree. Yeah, it won't take long at all. So, to the question, will there be passive income from NPC interaction? The answer is no. The NPCs that you see—that's just window dressing. They, they land and they take off, but they don't in any way really interact with your fleet carrier. 
to the question, just a thought, uh, squadron-based NPCs. What basically, the, the, to sum up this question is, what happens if we have a bunch of our ships on a fleet carrier and then it gets decommissioned? They've already answered in the announcement. What happens in that case is your ships will all still be ready to transfer off. You can't go to the fleet carrier because it's not a thing anymore, but your ships will be there. So you can just go to any other station, click the button, and you can all choose to transfer your ships off. They will not go away. They will be safe. Same with modules. Yes. Can we use the commodity market as personal storage for items? No, you cannot, because the commodity market, literally, when you buy stuff and it goes in the commodity market, when the person puts in a buy order, that segments out both that amount of money to pay for the thing and also the amount of space. So it's still going in the same storage. There's no loophole to use that as a second extra hidden storage. It's That's all going into your regular storage. <sighs> I'm looking over here. Does, does anybody have any questions that are jumping out to them? I'm just trying to get at a lot of them. No, oops, some box flinch was stopped. There's a question about, let me see here, is bigger player instances a must for the next paid expansion, especially with the new fleet carriers? <clears throat> it's not a must, no. It would be nice to see, I think, but I don't think, I mean, we don't know what exactly it's going to be in the next update, so we can't say whether it's going to be a must for that update. Mm. But with fleet carriers as they are now, no. Because fleet carriers are persistent across instances, even across platform, it, it's not necessarily necessary to increase the um, the size of or the performance of player instances, even though I would like to see it. Do you think they should add a fleet carrier tax in certain systems? For yeah. example, if you want to park in Baran, the BGS faction of the system being entitled to a kickback. I think if you suggest anything else that will add a cost to the fleet carrier, <laughs> you are going to get shot. So I would recommend you don't say it too loudly. If you have the thought, maybe keep it to yourself. We actually had a, we had a, we had a fun little uh, discussion here before the stream where, uh, where Plato, you wanted to get into one of the systems with a yeah. uh, administration service, but there were no room because they were just filled yeah. up with fleet carriers. And and to which point I said, well, I, I have a fleet carrier system with administration service. I can move mine. You can get the spot for a fee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, I'll pay you after I've got the spot. Um, <laughs> okay, that's how it works. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So for everyone who is uh, wondering about that thing that I mentioned where Frontier sort of slipped up and they actually said that, yes, the liveries are going to be the ones that you see around there as we've been suspecting. Uh, I linked it in the chat so all of your people can put it in their respective chats and, and, and you can see that. Um, and then obviously they're well aware of the wing exploit on the market and they're gonna you can expect that to be closed they're well aware of the problem of spending 15 minutes to add pluses to make a price and uh, all i can say is you can expect that to get attention i, I, I can't say that they'll do anything about it but um i say actually can i mention something quickly on the instant show thing that we were talking about um so obviously as we Without knowing what the new update looks like, I sort of can't answer if it needs improving. Um, it, it needs improving full stop, always has done. Um, something they've done with carriers is they have limited the instance size to 16 around them. You mm. cannot get more than um, 16 ships 
um, in a carry instance until they start despawning for each other and disappearing okay. and popping in and out. And that is intentional because of the 16 landing pads. Hmm. So obviously, if 16 people turn up with anacondas, um, <laughs> oh, what you do? Um, it's a bit of a weird one, but yeah, that's a... Musical um, landing pads. Musical yeah. landing pads, yeah. Well, you've got to go in and transfer into a different ship and buy one of my fun. overpriced haulers that I've got. Or just, <laughs> just wait, wait until other people land and then, you know... It, it doesn't seem like a great idea for me because it actually it put a bit of a bit of a non-start on the, the event that I did for my for my squadron um, at the end of the last beta. It's like, everyone get in, get in, get in. And then people are like, I can't see this person. I can't see this person. Oh, yeah. you just disappeared. Or we're fighting each other and you're getting shot from nowhere. It's like, where, what's going on with that? That's a bit of a, a funny one. Um, I don't think that needs to happen. I understand it, but you can't... I mean, is it limited around um, space stations that you can only have so many people near a space station to... I don't think it is, um, apart from the usual limit, which... Well, there's 45 landing pads, so you, realistically, so that's pretty much the instance limit anyway. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. I'd like to see but, that improved. <laughs> but just looking at that for a moment, like, it doesn't seem... I'm wondering what the problem is with that. Like, if you say, okay, I want to get everybody, get in, get in, get in, and you've got 300 ploiders that are looking to get in they can all just get in under different instances you make the jump you get out and then you sort out who's what and try to instance them together after you get away from the carrier right yeah but we want to hang out around the carrier right okay but we can't and that, that was that was that was the issue with what we were doing last time is that um it was the case of right right i'm selling sidewinders with limited modules everyone get involved buy your modules get kitted out you snooze you lose you may end up with absolute crap then we're going to go just outside of the um the no fire zone and then we're going to start blowing each other up and we'll respawn on the carrier and then we'll get back involved and the idea kind of being is that you would be able to upgrade things as you needed but limited supply um and eventually you know you could end up being sat there stuck in your stock sidewinder because you can't upgrade um yeah and then we'd go and kill each other um the problem was that some of us were there some of us weren't some of us were there then we disappeared Fair enough. so that, 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 that was the issue with that and um you know it, it's kind of like again if landing pads run out tough luck you have to wait until one's free that kind of thing was in there as well um, but obviously it just didn't work okay interesting hey one last thing that i want to ask i want to ask everyone before people start dropping and we lose people please 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 everyone that's hearing my voice right now on whatever different stream in 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 respect of uh our brother alec turner and all of our buckyballing brothers and sisters out there go to the forums Say it wherever you say it. If you say it, say it in Discord, say it wherever. Um, please, please, please ask that one other change be made that they put in before the June launch. Put back the date and time stamp on the station services menu when you when you land on a on a fleet carrier so that mm -hmm. that way and, and for any of the stations really, because it's been taken out with the new adjustment. So as of launch, if they don't fix that, the buckyballers no longer have any place any way to do their correct timestamps for their races. Yeah, so, they're completely <clears throat> knackered, aren't they? I just want to check, like, we're, we're saying where it isn't, because I'm on a carrier at the moment, mm -hmm. and I've just gone into the carrier menu, okay. um, like the, the, the first one, and mm -hmm. we've got the time and the date on there. So 
on the top right or you're no no, no i'm talking about when you first land on a carrier station services oh so you go to carrier services you mean no so station like when you first land a ship as a guest not going into the sub menus or whatever but just say you as a guest land on a fleet carrier or any station when you land right. on the docking pad on the on the current system in the live base of the game in the very center where you have on there your options of stuff it has the date and time on the on the one that you can see in the beta it doesn't have that date and time right there in the center right okay and that that screws them because it still does have just the time not the date in the very top right hand corner but alec has and he he mentioned this to frontier when he mentioned to him he showed dozens of screenshots where depending on how the lighting is or whatever you can't read that time it's obscured whereas the center one was in a dark block so that no matter what the lighting is like you can always see the date and time clearly right so when it pops up with the new not so lovely menu at the bottom <laughs> in that bottom center we're talking like when you first dock yes um and obviously you've got the initial you can refuel you can launch you carry services or mm-hmm. that it was on there because this oh, is kind of thing that because right. i go ahead because i it's not something that i would do normally I, mm-hmm. i'm not missing it or it's not something that i would necessarily look at so i'm not missing it which is why i had to ask the question is the oh okay yeah yeah, yeah right, okay. so yes right now if you land in the base game on that part that you're looking at where it shows the little refuel repair reload go into the hangar and then underneath it it says carrier services and auto launch and it has the name of the carrier right above where it has the name of the carrier in the in the base game if you were on a real station if you were at like jameson's right above where it says jameson's it would have a dark block that had the at the date and the time listed right there and that's what they need makes sense yeah okay. so, I mean, something that needs to be taken you, out ui yeah. ui changes uh are requested i guess for both yeah, I mean, it's, it's an unintended consequence it wasn't it was a situation where that little change you know yeah oh crap it's it, it's it's a sign of how everything when when frontier does something they have to be careful because every change they make could lead to like oh my god i didn't even think about those guys need this for that and it's like okay they're like hey we're going to streamline this we're going to make it look better we're going to make it whatever and it's like cool cool but this was a problem so i just wanted mm. to get that out before we lost anybody because it's I know it's a huge issue for Alec, and I just out of respect for him because he couldn't make it there. I wanted to to bring it up. Great. Okay. Well, thank you guys for everything. Does anybody? I'm I'm down to hang out as long as you guys want, but I, I get the feeling that some of the people have to get wrapping up here. I've got yeah, I've got think... one one request to make while I've while sure. I've got all your attention, if that's okay. Uh, no, it's not okay. Forget anything. <laughs> Um, Player, you almost in our in our in our in our chat on our stream, we had a um, a guy who has who has just joined Elite yesterday. Literally, he's that new. Nice. And I've got you. I've got you lot all together. So can you just all of you say hello to Time for a Bleasy? Mm. Hello. You lot are really friendly and helpful. Go with it. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't play there, obviously. Yeah, it doesn't know me very well. Yeah. <laughs> I don't mean to brag I'm for a bleasy, but I've been playing for at least a week more than you. So come look me up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, brilliant. Wonderful. <laughs> 
Right on, guys. Thank you so much for everybody for taking the time out to yeah, thanks everyone. join in, in. And I hope you had a good time. And we will see you for the next one. There's going to be there, there'll be more of this as as new sort of big updates and things happen and things that are worth kind of talking about. And, uh, you know, all of this is meant to be. Look, we don't speak for everyone. We don't speak for the whole population. These are just our thoughts and, and things that come up. And we try to express ourselves in a, in a positive manner. And we hope that people like it on anything, on, on the whole range of things. Opinions are going to differ on all sorts of stuff. So it's cool to like talk it out and see, you know, where where people, what, what other smart, interesting people think. And then also me. <laughs> all right, right. guys. <laughs> Saying nothing. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, guys. I'll close out my stream. Yeah, thanks, Cheers, guys. yeah I'll go through that here as well. Right Thank you very much, guys. Cause in those pristine rings There's a fortune for you We'll work together my friend As the mother low cracks This might come to an end But jump on board Answer those chords Oh we're the wandering souls Come and lend a hand for the distant world